Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. You used to associate crickets with silence. But since you bought a house in the suburbs, you know crickets hate silence. If any other creature realized rubbing its legs together made a piercing high-pitched noise, they might think, maybe I won't do that. Constantly. All night long. Luckily, you can save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto. Now that's something to make noise about. Just not constantly. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Ah, oh, shit. Here we go again. Wait, are we starting? I guess so. RB, you want to give me a clue? Uh, yes, we're starting. What the hell, dude? Everybody, to another brand new episode of SCN Live on this Friday morning. You caught me watching the new Michael Bay trailer. What else can I do with my life? I love watching Michael Bay trailers. So much fun. We're going to get into so many trailers here today. A lot of stuff dropped. Stardust, little Bee Gees action. And of course, the big thing, The Mandalorian Season 2 debuted last night. No spoilers today on the show. No spoilers today on the show. There is a spoiler review that dropped, I think, at 9.30 or was, or they recorded it at 9.30 here on SCN Live with Christian Harloff and other people. So you can watch that a little bit later on. But thank you so much for joining us here on SEN Live. I am your host, John Roca, sitting in for the man, Christian Harloff, joined by these lovely people who are celebrating the season correctly, not like this old fogey over here. Much love, Sabrina Ramirez, the Catwoman, looking great. Hi, guys. Yeah, I feel yummy today. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait till you stick that claw in my chest. Uh, first Cuts uh, own RB3, looking uh, a little Harry Potter-ish over there. How are you? Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. I'm here to catch the <laughs> on y'all. What is there to say? Let us go. That's good. That's the kind of rapping you'll get from RB3. <laughs> Brett uh, Sheridan, look at him. I, I have no idea. Something from Mardi Gras? I have no idea. And unmuting your oh, mic. Unmuted. All right, let's move on to uh, yeah, yeah. Ben Goddard. What's going on, Ben Goddard? Do it live. We'll do it live. Hold on. There it is. I can't see with these on. I have to take them off. I couldn't see the mouse. There you go. There you go. Brett, uh, and uh, Ben looking good there as the Winter Soldier. I like it. Love it, Thank man. Thank you. Much love. I should have raided Kalinowski's closet, I guess, but I didn't. So there you go. Uh, we got so much to get into today. Happy Halloween, everybody. That's happening tomorrow. Are you guys celebrating? Like, are you guys putting out candy? Are you guys going to parties, social distancing parties, or virtual parties? What are you all doing for Halloween? You asking us or the audience? Yeah, everyone. You guys, yeah. <laughs> the audience can't respond. The people on this show, Brett. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I'm going to a friend's. There's only going to be like four or five of us. Okay. And we're just hanging out, uh, you know, probably playing some drinking Tim games. Tim Sim donated like $20. Well, From you, just Tim, this episode, without giving spoilers away, it is blatantly yeah. obvious who should head creative for the future of Star Wars. Easy See you all later today for the horror free for all. Hashtag free for all oh, yeah, never that's dies. A, that's another thing that's happening today. The Halloween Expo later on here on SEN Network. Having a, a lot of fun uh, going down there. 2 p.m. PT will be the horror free for all. That's what I've understood. Is it 2 p.m. PT, 5 p.m. ET? Am I right on that, uh, Ben Goddard? I believe so. I believe okay. it's 2 p.m. <laughs> I heard I heard there's Skybound 18 Expo. people. Skybound Expo, that's right. 18 people, two from each team, three points to the winner, one point to the free-for-all MVP. So this is big. 
And I heard that there is a couple of surprises, surprise entrants that will be showing up on this thing. So definitely watch. And the lovely Danny Fernandez, one of my favorite people on the planet, is hosting this thing for With Skybound. that fake Latino Hector Navarro. Is he on this again? Yes. Yeah. It's like I don't exist. Hey, Skybound, <laughs> I exist. I'm Latino, too. I can host, too. And I have just as big of a footprint as Hector Navarro does, for the God's sake. Uh, maybe it's because I'm a light-skinned Latino. I don't get as much love. I don't check the box. I host things, too. Anyway, all right, let's move on. It's uh, so hard to, being a lighter Latino. Right, right Sabrina, Ben? Right, John? Sabrina, so you and I are hey, sitting right here, Sabrina. So I get tough. tan. I get dark. What are y'all talking about? <laughs> we have it so tough. I know. Maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can host the after show, Sabrina. $35. Hey, Darkness Aisha. falls Thank across you. the land. The midnight hour is close hour at, hand. at hand. Creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. Yeah. Mm. Little yeah. thriller action. Willie uh, Too Chili donated $20.20. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Woke up this morning and found out COVID is going to last for another three years in that Michael Bay produced Songbird Move. Don't worry about a thing. Oh, we're going to talk about Songbird for sure. By the way, hey, we will talk about it, but... There are other producers on this film as well. So if you're going to go after Michael Bay, you better go after these other producers as well. Equality, people. That's what we're looking for in the world. Uh, all right. Anyway, anybody else got any Halloween plans? No, I just, no, 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 John. We're only blaming What's the it? white man on this one. Because yes. you know what? <laughs> right. I want y'all to think I'm racist. I want you to think I hate white people. Go ahead. Why? Think it. Believe Why do it. People I hate think y'all. That? Boom. Well, I don't what? hate y'all, but I hate the, the stupid commenters. So Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I apologize if that's what you're getting, RB. Yeah. Everybody knows you don't hate white people. You work for a white man, for God's sake. Christian uh, yeah. Harloff. So, you All know. Nice Kadavra. Yeah. <laughs> Kadavra, stupid people. commenters. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm racist. It was just impossible. <laughs> stupid idiots. <laughs> As I couldn't have put it more eloquently myself. There you go, RB. <laughs> Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, so if no one else has any other Halloween plans, let's jump into our first story. Uh, well, no, actually, I do want to okay. say, people, sending your schmobots and your super chats for what you're doing on Halloween, because there oh, is yeah. a way you can yeah. tell us what you're doing. Sending yep. those $20 donations or $30 donations on super chat and uh, on the stream labs. And then you tell us what you're doing for Halloween. And, tell yeah, us and the schmobots as well. Schmobots, have the schmobot tell you, yeah. tell us what you're doing. And let's get to $1,000 today. Let's break something big today to start to celebrate Mandalorian celebrate Halloween send in all your donations today as we roll into a fun ass weekend so thank you all so much and let's do this thing all right my man uh Sebastian Stan let's get it going well we know what we're leading with today guys Mandalorian premiered <laughs> last night at midnight I thought the app was gonna crash last you know last season you know we didn't know if it was coming out like 3 a.m 6 a.m whatever it was doing yeah. But right at midnight, I refreshed that app, and it was right there waiting for us. Mm, yeah. So this is a non-spoiler, guys. So And uh, please keep that in the chat as well. And yeah. a little bit in the comments, or, you know, do the spoiler, dot, 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 dot. Then leave your, uh, then leave your spoiler comment for people that haven't caught up with it. Because, again, it premiered at midnight or 3 a.m. last night on the East Coast. Yep. So, John, how'd you how'd you like this? Because you know, there's a lot of hype around it, a little yep. bit of controversy. Can't ignore that. Yeah. But how how'd you like how'd you like this uh, premiere episode? I I, I have to say I absolutely loved it, and I watched it twice before we got on to do the show today. I got up early this morning to watch. Did not want to stay up last night, thought, like you, Ben. I thought the app would crash, any issues would be cleared up by the time I woke up in the morning. Rolled out of bed, got right onto the app, and watched it twice. Really, really enjoyed it. Loved it that they. 
they went back to what made season one work this idea of a mission a difficult mission a team up um you got the old school cinematic star wars vibes to them we got the desert a lot of lawrence of arabia kind of references to it got some old school star wars clothes and looks tatooine and of course there are a couple of awesome reveals uh for people that have already been rumored to be a part of this show so no stream no spoilers but yes a couple of people in rumor to be part of the show do show up in this episode so overall i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm glad they didn't just pick up where we left off uh with the uh, and the finale of the of the series last uh, year and I'm, I'm glad that they just went right into a new mission and then laid the groundwork for some stuff that's coming down the road perfect way to welcome you back into can season I, two in my can opinion I ask a question for everybody because everyone <laughs> this is season one spoiler so yeah. season one spoiler did all those mandalorians you know where like the the welder person is yeah. and you know the underground the armor, and then yeah. in the episode where they all come out and fight for mm-hmm. him did all those guys die uh, no, but he's moved on to a new town, and they're they're in that town or they're in Cause that like, area. Because like so we saw in the trailer, this again not a spoiler. It's in the trailer yeah. where he's like, I need to find Mandalorians, and they yeah. can help me find Baby Yoda species. So what happened to all those other Mandos? Did, uh, uh, someone like in the said, chat helped me out because like they showed that pile of helmets. Yeah, I was like, did all those guys die? Did oh, I yeah. miss that part? Oh. Good point. Yeah, they had the fight with the uh, the guys at the end, the other people in the town at the end. There was a massive battle, and the armor killed all those other stormtroopers. Because remember, Moffa, yeah. whatever Moffa Gideon showed up and just laid waste to the town. So they probably killed all those Mandalorians, which is what that stack of helmets is. And then the oh, armor sent the Mandalorian on that mission to return Yoda, baby Yoda, back to his people, whoever they may be. Can I, is, yeah, a is, few, most of them died. A few of them <laughs> got away. Is what seemingly the chat is collectively yeah. saying. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Did we see in any of the trailers like? The, the fight that was happening. Can I show one of my Star Wars characters that I have? <laughs> Is that a spoiler? <laughs> the fight between the two people in the arena is that a spoiler oh, oh that tra- is in the trailer okay. yeah that oh. is in the trailer go look ahead I but have... no, wait, not trend oceans oh, there you go awesome. yeah 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 look at me i'm a look at i'm a star wars nerd look at that you're, you're it's the only morning, thing yeah. i have somebody gave it to me sorry Give me that lightning axe cool. to go with it <laughs> pretty cool stuff yeah absolutely so yeah uh, did anybody... i thought a uh, spoiler alert i thought when he point blank shot baby Yoda in the head um, that was a little harsh for the beginning of the, for, the first one, but like other than that, it kind of you know after I came down off of that, it turned into a pretty good episode. Tarantino Star Wars over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. it was rough. I was like, wow, that's okay. Well, it, that's a choice, I guess. Uh, whoa, I like it. I saw um, half of it. You did? Oh, so you didn't yeah. finish all of it? Were you? No, I have to. I saw? forgot that. Well, okay. To go back to how I started my morning at seven a.m., my daughter crawled into bed with me and said, "I'm sad about Halloween." Aww. So Aww. we should have gotten up and watched The Mandalorian, but I forgot after that 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 was that had dropped. So, but um, we are planning as a family to watch it. It's tough with the school thing and this midnight drop and getting mm. up early and school and stuff. So this. One's always a weird one. I wish they'd play it at like you know, seven p.m. Friday night or something. But <laughs> can't can't get what you want sometimes. Fair enough. Did you enjoy the half that you did see? Yes, I did okay. enjoy it. Um, and uh, I I it it made me think back to your original tweet about uh, the Mandalorian. I loved. Uh, uh, oh, what was going on. <laughs> 
samurai western stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and i was just like, anytime that. that there's any reference to either i always just think about that <laughs> yeah it's so good uh yeah uh sabrina rb3 did you guys watch it yet or no no okay all right all right well nope uh, what did you think, uh, Ben? You watched it, right? Uh, I I even tweeted out that the first half of this episode is better than anything from season one. Wow. Um, okay. One, I literally shouted out loud when a character appeared on screen. Yep. Because I didn't think I was going to get it that early, so I was very spoiled by this episode. Yeah. Um, and then just, again, the story, this very Seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven, whichever one you want to pick, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Uh, how'd you guys like the score? Brett, it's in the very... So it does the... It drops the, the title card, the done, yeah. the done. But then when he's flying in space, it's this whole different, brighter yeah. score. How'd you guys like that? It took me a second, <laughs> but it grew on me. Yeah, it was a bit of a strong transition. What'd you think, Brett? Yeah, I liked it. I, I mean, I'm I'm not a big score guy, and I was mostly focused on you know uh, the just what was going on. So I, sometimes that stuff's just in the background for me. If I went and rewatched it, I would pay more attention. But uh, yeah. you know, honestly, I didn't notice any sort of different uh, okay. transition there. Oh yeah, definitely because it was all like kind of moody and stuff with him trying to find the Mandalorian, the ne- the other Mandalorians, and the Gamoran guard fight and everything that happened there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, as soon as he's flying away in the space, it's like dun, 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 dun. it's like yeah, all lighter. It was a big, like, big transition. Uh, yeah, Brent, yeah. watch it tonight with the family. Uh, can you look out for that and let me know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but overall, cool. Let us know what you guys thought. What did you think? Yeah, in the, uh, and that's of it. like it's hard not to talk. Yeah, One, right. we need to have a discussion about what a spoiler is because talking yeah. about what happens in the episode, like maybe not third act stuff, I don't feel are spoilers. Right. But at least for this first episode, I and especially with the, some of the character reveals, I yeah. don't want to talk about because you know I literally, I literally screamed out loud when someone like came on screen. And I was, no. and so I don't want to spoil that big reveal for somebody else. Well, and also reinforced. I, I reached out to my Disney contact about getting these things early, like I did last year, and he was like, "They're not giving anything away early to any of the press because really? they don't want to ruin anything that is coming." Because already you can tell from the first episode, they're dropping spoilers like crazy in the first episode that people might reveal in their reviews early, and people are going crazy on Twitter already revealing spoilers about the episode. So I think it's warranted their process and their policy on doing that this time around. Nice. That's good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, go check out uh, Mike uh, Kalinowski and Christian doing a full spoiler review, guys, that just cool. went live right before we did. <laughs> RP3, you doing okay over there, brother? Uh, you got a just, sleeping spell going out. on? Yeah, I just checked out. He's just, he, he's just okay. hating on white people. Let, let's change it up. Yeah, uh, let's so, on. guys, <laughs> uh, leave comments about what you guys thought um, of the episode. Yeah. Make sure you title it spoiler. Do a little, uh, do a little few uh, space bars or enters right there. Yeah, before, yeah. Uh, so, you know, don't uh, don't spoil it for anybody. But let's talk about this Songbird trailer. That's not in the – it wasn't in the rundown. It wasn't in the rundown. <laughs> but we have to talk about – Ben throwing a curve in here. Wasn't it? Yes, the I do. All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, who thought this was a good idea? How did this get by the yeah. many, many lines of producers, money people, conference rooms, and on, like, writers, screen correctors, like, however movies get made. However how did this get, get to? How did this get here? Someone explain how this got here. Sabrina, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So I think it's just, oh, it's Michael Bay. Maybe we can make some money off of that. Let's just go for it. And they're totally not reading the room, reading the world, uh, thinking about how people are going to kind of see this film because this not only is the premise bad, but it just also just looks awful. And the performances don't look great. And this doesn't look like anything I'd ever want to see. Um, but Why I is probably it called Songbird? Will. Why is it called Songbird? There's <laughs> a ton of questions in there. Why is, is Demi Moore was in it, right? I saw it yesterday. Yeah, Demi, Demi Moore. Yep, Demi why Moore. are why are these actors in this film? It's really confusing. I get it <laughs> for like, like KJ Apa. Like, yeah. And stuff like I get that they're like young actors, so you know, like maybe they're more prone to do something. But some of these people in the film, I'm just like, I don't understand. And like yeah. COVID twenty three, like. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the film stars Demi Moore, Paul Walter Hauser, who of course uh, has been on, is going to be a one on one with Christian or has been already, I think. Peter yeah. Stormare, Alexandra Daddario, Bradley Whitford doing a little bit of work. Craig Robinson is in this thing. Now, before we fly off the handle too much, because I can see um, uh, Ben Goddard putting the bib on, sharpening up the knife and yes. the, the fork. <laughs> cracking the knuckles. Yeah, cracking the Michael Bay did not write or direct this movie. He's just oh. a producer through the Platinum Dunes production. Adam Mason directed this movie, and Adam Mason has not done much besides music videos and some small films called Junkie, Hangman, Luster, Pig, Blood River. So not really that well-known of a director. Cinematic so masterpieces. Right. Yes. Uh, but I agree with you, Ben, on one thing, and that is this is any COVID-related media to me is way too fucking early. The two stupid TV shows, the sitcoms, I've hated anything that has anything to do with COVID because we're still dealing with it, and yes. people are still dying. And the numbers are spiking. And now we have Europe shutting down cinemas and shutting down museums all over again. And there's going to be a wave of shutdowns here in the States as well. I think 46 out of 50 states are spiking up. So any kind of entertainment around COVID is way too fucking early. And it just irritates the piss out of me. But this trailer looked terrible. A thousand percent agree with you. I will never watch this film. Uh, but it's just it's just not the right time, in my opinion. What did you guys it, think? When they made, when did they they made this like right when we started to yeah. hear about COVID? So yeah, in about like, March or April they started shooting. Wow. Yeah. That's no. No, thank well, you. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is one of those things that they like saw the news articles coming out like in December and January and was like, oh, this will be a great movie. Let's write it real quick and shoot it. Yeah. I don't. You know, honestly, if you go back to February, March. Heck, you even go back to this show. Nobody was really taking it that seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we, we, even us on this show, we're like, uh, whatever, whatever. And then we're ultimately, like, super wrong about it. So, it, you know, it like, you know, I could see a situation where they had, you know, got it, you know, uh, started, started in development before uh, the whole shutdown happened. And then, you know, they had the whole movie. And listen, you know, they're ahead. They were ahead. And it's, it's definitely tone deaf and it's definitely, like, read the room. But, you know, if... You know, I, I definitely yeah, I don't know how I feel about this because I think I think I think eventually there there will need to be movies about COVID, but I don't know if these kind of movies are the right kind of movies. Um, I, I I'm looking forward to the um, John David Washington Zendaya movie uh, directed by Sam Lip, um, Livingston that's going to come to Netflix. I believe Netflix or Amazon Prime. Baron Bachelor donated um, twenty dollars. Thank you, Baron. Happy Halloween, you sexy spooky humans. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm lighting up and watching some of my favorites. Oh, Hereditary yeah. Mandy Pumpkinhead and Alien. Mm. What's Ooh, your man. favorite horror film? Have a that great weekend. Stay safe.
Vote, vote, vote. Vote, vote, vote. Yes. Mandy's up there, but I got to go with the the thing. The thing is my my number one go to. Mm. What's the name of the character in the thing? Yeah, that's right. McCready? Oh. <laughs> McCready? I missed, the, I missed that in the match. Remember, I missed that in the match. Oh, match. yeah. Mm. Broke my heart. Uh, you yeah, missed the Blind Spotting, too. I did. I did miss because I hadn't seen it. I've never seen it. So, so uh, Ooh, it's a good one, John. Yeah, it's a good one. That's what I hear. A lot of good things. It's my fault for not having seen it. David Diggs, fantastic in that movie is what I'm hearing. So, mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, uh, that's a good one. Thing is great. I think Alien, the Alien or Aliens is fun to watch as kind mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. uh, palate cleanser. If you're going to do Aliens, is like a palate cleanser between the scary stuff. But Alien is another horror you could definitely watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I usually go like Stephen King. So I'll do like The Shining, It, all that kind of stuff. But now Hereditary has definitely been added over the last few years to that list. Nice. nice. That's a good one. Um, Brett, what about you? You know I hate picking favorites. Um, I think all horror films are equal in their oh horrorness. My God. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've... It, it's like I'm forgetting about the really scary stuff because I think there was that whole period where it was the, the, the scream type. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee. Of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no lattes worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Horror films where I wasn't really scared. I mean, the first thing that ever scared the shit out of me was my mom and dad, me peeking around the corner as they were watching with my aunt and uncle watching Friday the 13th. And my Mm. mother let out a blood-curdling scream when a cat jumped through a window. (laughs) And I ran out of the room. because I mean, a jump scare of all things. So that was probably the scariest moment. I'm like, I should be in here. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean hereditary, yeah, that was that was that was rough. That yeah. one was Hereditary know. was tough. I like yeah, I like yeah. the Baba Duke. I know we have mixed opinions oh, yeah. on the on this panel about the Baba Duke, but yeah. um I, I, I like the Baba Duke on Halloween. Also not not a horror movie, but Rocky Horror Picture Show is definitely a Halloween yeah, go to for me that's too. Fun. So Absolutely. Or like Hocus Pocus. That's a not a horror oh, film, but a good yeah. fun one for okay. Halloween. Beetlejuice. <laughs> Halloween Town. Juice. Don't yeah. Halloween Brett, Town. Do not show your kids. Don't look under the bed. That's on oh, Disney that Plus. A- it's le- like it's a kids like Disney Channel original Halloween movie. It's legit scary though. It is legit. <laughs> wow. It is yeah. legit scary. It is not like it's not like Hocus Pocus. You're like ha ha. And no, it's it's terrifying. Did anyone wow. see the new uh, The Witches or whatever? Because I was gonna try to get my oh, daughter the to watch that. Anne Hathaway one. one. Yeah. I've heard decent. Like you know, it's you know, it's good for straight to HBO Max type good. Like yeah. you know, it's you, a new movie, so I feel like the the bar has been like moved. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I did revisit though? Twitches on Disney Plus with uh, uh, Tia Tamora. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what a classic! What a classic! <laughs> Um, See, because they're teenagers and they're witches, and what yeah. they did was they took the two yeah. words. Well, they're, they're twins. They're twins. twins. And they're yeah. twins, twins too. Twins, witches. Yeah, it's witches. like a triple whammy. Big the- brain shit over there, man. How did yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley not think of this first? Jeez. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, they were too busy with double, double toil and trouble. Oh. <laughs> busy being like, why is that we talk about Elizabeth? Right. Um, so yeah, yeah going back to the songbird thing, it's just yeah. like it's one thing to make this movie, you know, in in two years or something like that oh mm. COVID 23 you see how bad it could have gotten but like 
it's getting worse. Like, mm-hmm. it's not even like we're getting better. It's not even like we're on the downside. It's like, oh, now, like, thousands of people are literally dying every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realize, like, movies are escapism, Johnny but they're, like, the opposite $20. of escapism. Is Rocha yeah. singing us out today? Maybe sing him too sexy for my shirt. I'm not oh. singing that. I'm not singing that. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. We is forgot that what, about the sing out. We've done karaoke the past few all, days. It's if been we all do great. it, I'll do it. If we all do it, I'll do it. <laughs> all right. Bresh is sing us out. Bresh been trying to sing us out for a minute. Oh, yeah? Yes. yes. Brett, and I forgot good. again. I've got to figure out the time that I can sing That I if because I was going to do Backdoor Man by the Doors, but that's rather nice. loud. And mm. my daughter, I got to figure out. So oh, I don't know if yeah. I can do this one. Maybe we could all do the Monster Mash together. Oh, that's not bad. The Monster yeah. Mash. Or thriller? Yeah, we can't. We can't do thriller. Do thriller. Uh, we'll get. We'll get sued out the out the phone. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Dropped. Okay. So coming up next, what do we got? What do we got? Did you guys check out? Speaking of trailers, did you guys check out the thirty second Halloween Kills teaser? Yes. And it's Friday. Uh, Friday the thirtieth. Uh, and that movie was supposed to be coming out literally this weekend. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yep. Uh, but it got pushed back to 2021, just like literally everything else. So, did you guys check it out, and does this make you more or less excited for the movie? Uh, anyone? Sabrina? Arby? Yeah, I checked it out. I absolutely love this franchise, and I love the 2018 film. So, I'm really excited to see what they do with this one, because David Gordon Green was saying that this is like his Empire Strikes Back, and I'm like, okay, I don't really know exactly what that means, but I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> it looks awesome. It looks action-packed. I mean, I fell in love with these characters, so I'm excited to see them again. Yeah. Yeah. It- how, what do you think, Arbe? Did you see it? Um, yeah, this year I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the direction that David Gordon Green um, is taking this franchise. Cool. Um, you know, we talked about it uh, actually today. We have our meaning of episode with Adam Halavik where we talked about the Halloween franchise, nice. and he and he has a really compelling argument as to why the 2018 uh, movie is the true and only like worthy sequel that that should be recognized because of mm. of how much it evolved uh, the Laurie Strode mythology and all that stuff. So. Uh, like I, I think you know I like the direction they're going. There, you know, it really makes me sad that we're not seeing it this year. But I, I'm glad they got that next October date because also too the experts are saying you know S- September of 2021 is when we're probably going to see the vaccine really massively and and you know and and you know and and the population we could start seeing the beginnings mm-hmm. of of normalcy and hopefully that'll be a good time to see this movie because I really hope this uh, franchise continues to make money. So, yeah, fair. Yeah. Ben, are, uh, you, are you oh. surprised that this didn't go to streaming? Anyone like uh, Halloween? No, Kill? like I'm not surprised. No, this is really? this is better in the theater. This is one of those films and one of these franchises, and I I think they hold out until they can put it in the theater because there's something about a communal scare that is essential to this franchise. I think you have to have people in the theater screaming at the same time, holding strangers by the arm because mm-hmm. they're freaking out. You want mm-hmm. that experience. You're not going to get that experience on a mass scale at home. And I think something like this uh, is, is, warrants it. You know, if this was Friday the 13th Part 12, Oof. then yes, stream it. Oh, my but gosh. Like, this made, is something different. It made $255 million on a $10 million yep. budget. $10 million yeah. budget. Yeah. That's yeah. insanity. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's why you want it because you know yeah. you're going to make the money. It's very true. Hold out. What'd you think, Brett? Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. I was watching a different trailer we were supposed to watch while you were talking. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got up and I went shit. 
Mandalorian, and I started that, and then all I right. kind of, yeah. So this will be the first day that I'm not the only one that's seen all the trailers. So, Aww. okay. Right. Interesting. I, I like the trailer. I, I love that we're getting Laurie Strode back. Aww. That we're getting, uh, you know, his daughter, her daughter, uh, getting, sorry, Emma, Emma Greer back? Judy Greer back, and her daughter, oh my God, that name still escapes my head. Judy Greer and her daughter, all of them back together again on the Halloween thing. It looks good. And if he's calling it, and this is interesting you bring up, Sabrina, calling it as Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes is considered the greatest Star Wars film, pretty much, for, by most people, uh, a greatest Star Wars film ever. Is he trying to say that this is... Nolan Day Palmer donated $20. Just mm. dropping by to say Halloween is the best franchise of all time. Love you guys and happy Halloween. Be safe this weekend. You too. Wow. You too. Big state. So, yeah, so wouldn't... Okay, one, I hate that the sequel to Halloween is also called Halloween. Um, uh, but wouldn't, wouldn't hollow, son of a bitch, wouldn't 2018 Halloween be the empire strikes back? Cause like that's, that's the second cool. one. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not that I like David Gordon green. I didn't like the 2018 version at all. Like I, I, I thought it was going to be different, but the, like Lori Strode had 40 years to prepare and all she did was make a fake basement and get good with a, with a Winchester rifle. Well, it uh, worked. Did it though? It worked mostly. You know he's always sequel. gonna come back. You know he's always gonna come back. I'm just saying, at least you can go with a shotgun if you're gonna be like close quarters. But I mean, like dang, but at least it's not like, like a musket over there. At least it's not like Rambo where you got a whole military base in his basement. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, you see Rambo 5, this dude had a whole tunnel under his I'm property. just saying Macaulay Culkin was more prepared than Laurie Strode, and he had like half an hour. That is not true. Macaulay Culkin ain't got shit on Michael Myers. Well, yeah, you mean the you mean the the wet bandits don't have anything. Yeah, the sticky bandits don't have anything on Michael yeah. Myers. That's true. Yeah. Um. And and Rambo's whole I don't know RB. Have you seen some of these uh some of these people at these protests or at these these, uh, these, these day preppers, I feel like uh, they might have a basement full of shit. So yes. it's kind of scary to yeah, think about. Yeah. <laughs> there, you, I think there used to be a show Doomsday Preppers until like it oh, got really? like a little too real where it was like here's my basement full of guns next episode here's my basement full of guns like god damn it just, here's what, anything here's else do you guys have canned food <laughs> MREs like I think they were looking for like a bunch of Dwight Schrutes but they just found like a bunch of really crazy, crazy. Yeah. to the teeth people yeah. <laughs> militia guys uh, here's where I'll hang people to torch them for information alright let's go yeah let's okay we're here. gonna wrap production guys that's uh, that's season one for you <laughs> scary but no uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Good. Like, I just feel like uh, I hear like a lot of directors use the Empire Strikes Back because everybody wants to be that big best sequel of all time. And you know, I'm hoping it is. I'd I'd love to go to the theater and be scared and you know have a good time. I the only thing I'm not hoping about this movie. I hope they don't kill Laurie in the first act for like this big twist because I feel like that's like a thing for like these you know reboots and you know soft reboots and remakes and stuff they always kill off like in you know spoiler alert for terminator dark i was going to say i know what you're referencing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, they just like oh, okay cool all right but they still made the exact same movie but they're like oh look at us we're so edgy yeah but here's the same exact movie you've seen 5 times before <laughs>
killing Baby Yoda in the first episode. Yeah, of killing Baby Yoda. You know, like they did that. Like it's not a spoiler, but just you're really yeah. divided. Listen, yeah. all I want is this movie to be uh, just as good, if not better, than. Uh, Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, it, my God. it could be a match. low fucking bar. I mean, it's it's got to be a 10 out of 10 to be better than that. A so 10 out of 10? I know what y'all talking about. 10 out of 10, he says. Yeah. Okay, I'm with the commenters. You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I think I hate white people too. Doggone it. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> He That's why it's only, only white people died in Fallen Kingdom. That's why everybody likes it so yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just cheering for the dinosaurs. Yeah. My gosh. My <laughs> people dinosaur. Yeah, eat them. Eat them. Eat them. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, do we so, have a read? Do we have a read right now or yes. later? Yeah. Let's Brett? do it. Let's do it. Let me now that I don't have my glasses that look like toilet seats, I can actually read something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, uh, hey, folks, fans, uh, you want to get uh, fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouthwashing? Oh gosh, I gotta take these off. They jingle a little too much. Uh, Mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Well, let me tell you a little bit about HelloFresh. It offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking for the family. Uh, The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make. Uh, Simple steps, pictures to guide you along, which I really love. I'm I'm a visual guy. I need the pictures to see, okay, that's what I'm cutting up because sometimes I don't know what a leak looks like. Uh, HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner to the table in about 30 minutes or less. That is awesome. Um, there's something for everyone. There's low-carb, vegetarian, and kid-friendly, which is the one we get. Um, and over 90% of the ingredients are sourced directly from grocers to ensure the freshest recipes delivered to your door. Mm. Um, they delivered in pre-portioned ingredients, so you're not overbuying, which happens a lot for me. I, I overbuy, and I said this before, and I just think, you know, it's fun myself and I'll keep repeating it. Nobody needs a bushel of cilantro. I've never cooked anything where I've needed this much cilantro before. So they give you just what you need. Um, They uh, aren't a burden on the planet that is without all this waste. And their packaging is also made entirely from recyclable or already recycled content. Um, It's easy to change your delivery days and food preferences or skip a week whenever you need to, which is nice. Um, And um, HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. And this year, they're stepping up food donations to local communities to amid the coronavirus crisis. All right. So how do you get HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit? You go to HelloFresh.com slash Live 80 and use SEN Live 80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That's HelloFresh.com slash SEN Live 80. Use the code SEN Live 80. You get $80 off five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Go do it and get some fresh food, bruh. Thanks, Brett. There we go. Now, the silence at the last of that, I was like, was I muted that whole time? (laughs) (laughs) You were. You have to do it all over again. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, All right. What do we got next? 
Uh, so Frank Marshall is coming back. Uh, he's one of the biggest producers from Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Born series, and all variations of Jurassic Park, even uh, RB3's favorite, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, he's only directed four movies, though. Arachnophobia, which is a classic. Oh. Alive, Congo, also a classic. And Eight Below. Uh, and he's coming back to uh, helm the film. Uh, the Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, a new HBO documentary about one of the most influential bands of all time, the Bee Gees. I love, I love the word doco. It makes me sound Australian automatically. Uh, the doco takes a deep look into the collective legend of Barry Robin and Maurice Gibb, who hit the music scene in the 60s, were one of the cornerstones of disco, penned over 1,000... Eric Johnson donated $55 through Super oh, Chat. Thank you, Are you mother FRS? Be safe and have a great weekend. This show brightens my day up. Good. Thank you, Derek. You Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so, oh. are you guys interested in a Bee Gees documentary? Come on. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, you had Brett. Go ahead, Brett. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm interested in a Bee Gees documentary. The Bee Gees <laughs> were the best, man. You know, um, and there's some there's some tragedy in there, and you know, uh, no pun I just, intended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just no. I love. I, I think they're you know they, they get a bad rap because of uh, you know the SNL sketches and things like that. But I mean, you can't not dance to those Bee Gees songs, man. I'm, oh my I'm god, it's so good. It's so good. Yep, agreed. I'm I'm excited for it, and uh, you know, uh, you're getting like from the trailer, right? It's only one minute trailer. You get Justin Timberlake, you get uh, the Jonas Brothers, uh, the guy Joe Jonas Brother. You get them all talking about what it's like to be in a brother group or in a big band that becomes famous or in a boy band that becomes famous. But the Bee Gees played all their instruments, wrote pretty much all their music, and were a, and, and they came out of a small town in Australia, so. You talk about them and how they exploded, and they went through multiple phases. People do remember the disco stuff, but they kept going into the 80s, into the 90s. And before that, they had a lot of hits in the 50s and 60s. So this is a group that spanned the test of time. And you're right, uh, uh, Brett, a lot of tragedy here because they also had a lot of fights within each between each other. There was a lot of anger amongst siblings. Uh, Barry Gibb is the last one still around. Uh, and the you know uh, Robin and Maurice, I think both died of cancer. So what oh. they had to go through, and then of yeah. course losing their younger brother Andy, who was a big hit in the seventies and a heartthrob to to a drug addiction. Um, so there's a lot in this uh, story that is very tragic, along with this incredible success and decades long uh, staying power in the industry. So I, yeah. I'm, I was wondering, I was like. There's no way they got Justin Timberlake in this documentary because of that terrible SNL skit, oh, right? Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I definitely because I don't really know much about the Bee Gees. Wow. Like okay. you know, we we know a lot about you know Rolling Stones. And, you know, I knew plenty about Queen before it happened, and we got you know another uh, uh, biopic coming out that we'll talk about right after this. Okay. Uh, but I ha I don't know anything about the Bee Gees history, you know, and I love their their hit songs. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this. I didn't even honestly, I didn't know they were brothers until this moment. Wow. I wow. swear. Like I don't so I don't know anything about this band besides loving their music. So I'm definitely looking forward to this for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm great. always really interested in seeing documentaries about like bands, artists, people that I don't really know a lot into their personal life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not even a huge Bee Gees fan, but I love the Leonard and Marianne documentary that came out uh, earlier this year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love that. And I was a huge fan of Leonard Cohen. Didn't know about his life. And I just thought that was so beautiful. So I'll definitely be checking this one out. That was the one, uh, Leonard Cohen, Marianne Faithful. Is it exploring their relationship? Is that what that was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see that one. 
I like Leonard as well. Oh yeah. boy, here comes RB3 with some oh. racist bullshit. <laughs> What's the nasty whiteness? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like some white people uh, bullshit to me. Whiter than white America, Australian white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, these BGs just so white. Uh, no, uh, you know what rhymes with BGs? Nazis. That's yeah. what these ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> um, but not in, in all seriousness, though, I do. Uh, I do really love uh, music documentaries too. I actually started that. Uh, Christian's been recommending that Beastie Boys one on Apple Music for a oh, long yeah. time. So oh, I was actually. Yeah, yeah, he actually just started it uh, last night and yeah. finished it. Yeah, but it, it was actually really good. And I enjoyed taking those looks into people's lives um, that I wouldn't have known about. Also, too, Mark Scorsese had another one for HBO um, about um, the Beatle. Um, um, oh, was, George Harrison? Yeah, George was, Harrison. Yes. In the yeah. material world. Oh. Spirits in the material world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really good. Which is really, really good, too. So, again, I'm all for it. Um, I like it. And I also enjoy the, the idea of like Frank Marshall coming out of kind of a semi-retirement. He hasn't done it stuff in a long time, but he's obviously nice. really passionate about it. So I, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. yeah. I just watched the one direction one the other day. Oh. That was really good. Martin Scorsese was in that one. On streaming, guys, <laughs> oh, check real? it out. Oh, shoot. he actually is. Martin oh. Scorsese's in the One Direction, like little doc they did. <laughs> yeah, they're fantastic. Great stuff. They're one of he my ends groups. it. This is why you're beautiful. Because <laughs> you don't know you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is cinema. This is cinema. <laughs> this, this is yeah. right here. None, none <laughs> of this Marvel shit. Give me more One Direction. <laughs> one Direction. Yeah. I'm a Harry Styles stan. <laughs> he has a Twitter account. He's waiting for their hiatus to be over. Yes. <laughs> Same Martin. Yes. Story of my life. One Direction. That's the story. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I watched a little bit of the like if they took out the the intersecting of like twelve year old girls saying how much they love Justin Bieber the first twenty minutes of that Justin Bieber documentary was pretty good oh yeah because uh, like by John M. he's M. like a three year old drumming and like playing guitar the kid's crazy talented oh yeah but it was just like every five minutes it was like you know like twelve year olds like we're believers I'm like I get it Justin <laughs> we know you're huge like I just I'm trying to know more about you and not hate you at the time like he was like the worst human like being a little asshole. <laughs> I would I love to see it. a Justin documentary now, though. Like, I would love to see, like, a 10 years, yeah. 15 years later, like, how he's doing now. Obviously, he's in that, like, really weird church or whatever. But, I mean, I love yeah. to see what he's doing, like, with his uh, personal life and whoever, how he's handled I mean, did you see PR him on... His PR amazing. Like, did whoever's you see on his PR team yeah, is so good. He did SNL recently, mm-hmm. uh, and he did, the second song he did was kind of touching on, like, you know, how his rise to fame was so fast and that you know, when everybody gives you what you want and kind of this whole thing of like you know it was cheesy it's like looking in the mirror a bit but you know it was kind of a touching song you go you know maybe he is a product of his environment I mean he was you know so it, I, I actually kind of went oh poor Justin Bieber at the end of this song so I check yeah. it out it's it kind of gave him a little bit of like sometimes we just figure oh you got all this money and you're so famous and what are you complaining about and it was about him getting off stage and not really having anybody uh, you know, to, to be there for him. I mean, <laughs> when you're when you're a 14 year old and you have 150 million dollars yeah. and literally just surrounded by yes men, like I challenge anyone not to be a giant asshole at yeah. that moment in their life. Like it'd be really hard. Well, I would be such a douchebag. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens, right? I mean, Barry Gibbs says that in the in the trailer. He says, you know, no one teach no one can teach you how to you know what it's like to be famous. So when you become famous, it's also overwhelming, and you don't know what to do. And especially when you're young, for God's sakes, why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why these child actors. I mean, sh- man, Justin got yeah. got a better than most of these child actors. Yeah, yeah. He, he actually, you know, he's not doing that bad as, as compared to a lot of people. So, 
His yeah. last three years of music, RB, I'm telling you something, I never, ever, ever in my life thought I would have Justin Bieber music on my iPod or on my, and the, the last three years of music and stuff with the Chainsmokers, his other stuff, his other like EDM inspired type stuff, I have absolutely loved. So uh, I'm surprised that he's kind of branched into this area. And you're right, what you're talking about, RB, if we go back and if we do a documentary over the last 10 years, be interesting to see how his musical tastes have changed mm. and how he has changed as a human being, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, like he, like I said, his his PR team and Tom Cruise PR team are like <laughs> god level. Yeah. Because like Very Tom true. Cruise no did, like came came back. Uh, yeah, no pun intended. Tom Cruise uh, level, got son. in trouble. Uh, did uh, did Tropic Thunder, then did Valkyrie, which is you know an anti-Nazi movie, which is you yeah. know what everyone wants to see. Mm. And then Justin Bieber like did the Comedy Central roast. Yeah. He put a bunch of like dance choreographers in his music videos. Like he wasn't in half his music videos when he was doing like on his comeback tour right. and like he's done everything right like since then so um but yeah uh by the way pro jam 20 another good musical music uh documentary yeah. wasn't a big pro jam fan until i watched that that uh that documentary Ooh, that, I do that, seen that oh it's it's good brett i think you'd wow. like it oh yeah for the, for the old people on hulu the the band the new band documentary on the band robbie robertson and the band yeah that's an awesome one it's on hulu i watched it the other night great great stuff did you see? Oh, I'm gonna kill myself for not uh, Leon uh, Helm or uh, uh, Levon Levon Helm. Did Levon you Helm. see his, his no, documentary? Oh, Roca! It. Okay. I mean, it's the last years of his life, and how oh, he talks about cancer? how the, you know uh, Robbie Robertson kind of screwed over the rest of the man and stuff. And right. but he, with throat cancer, there's he sings in this thing, and it's. I mean, it, you, it feels, man. It's I should good. watch it because the 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 the, ro the <laughs> Rolling Thunder one on, on Hulu. Oh my God! Look at that. the Rolling Thunder one. Uh, uh, tells it oh, from Robbie it. Robertson's point of view, so yeah. it'd be good to hear Levon Helm's point of view. Uh, anyway, all right. Uh, what's our next thing, bud? Oh, I, wa I wanted to ask, uh, you know, before yeah. we got off on a tangent, which I love, what do you think is harder to direct? Uh, like a cinematic movie or a documentary? Documentary. No question. No question. <sighs> it's, it's a good question. I know. I, I defer to RB. RB's, uh, you know, we studied directing. He's a, he's a graduated director. I don't know. I've never put together a documentary or a feature film, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, I mean, I would personally say documentary because it's... Uh, because it's a longer process and you don't know what you're going to go for. Like a lot of times when you watch these documentaries, like if you watch Tiger King, they literally filmed Tiger King over like four years or something like that. Like an insane amount of time. And then in, the, in that process, you have hundreds of thousands of hours of footage that you have to mine through. You're kind of crafting a story as you're going along, but you know, you still have to watch every single bit of it, find every piece that you want to find. And you're kind of rewatching some, a life that you documented or life or a subject matter that you spent so much time documenting. And then you spend three times as longer re-looking at that and look at, so if you talk to a lot of documentary filmmakers, they're very like humanitarian guys. It's very, very quiet. They're very patient because it's literally just like the most, like you just, it's, 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 it's a profession of just waiting, you know? So yeah. mm -hmm. I think it's more difficult. And I think it's harder to make money off documentaries because documentaries just don't oh, make yeah. as much money. So. That, that's very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, that's what I, the one thing I really liked about um, The Last Dance is that they showed Michael Jordan watching, you know, some yeah. of other people's interviews. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always wonder, like, how they film, like, what order they film the interviews. Because, mm. like, you see people respond in documentaries to, like, what other people say. I'm like, do they interview them multiple times? Like, did, you know, did they go, like, interview Michael, then uh, interview Isaiah, then go back to Michael? Like, I was mm. like, so, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about directing, but I got to say, like, 
documentaries look harder to direct and edit for sure. Oh, and just time the time consuming element of it. If you're gonna, yeah. it could, could take five, ten years. I mean, to yes. bring something out, you know. So, well, one of the things that I did over at uh, Collider was the deep cut, and I loved bringing in documentary filmmakers. And Todd Douglas Miller, who did Apollo Eleven. He went through like 11,000 hours of footage with his team uh, to watch all that stuff to figure out what angle. And I think he said that multiple times they thought they had an angle and then the angle just fizzled out and they had to start all over again to figure out what their entry point and what their overall story was going to be other than just telling the story of them landing on the moon. It was about uh, how they got there, what it is that what was really essential and cutting out and figuring out what to keep in and what to keep out. Yeah. So I think RB3 is right. There's this extensive amount of work you have to do. Paul Love uh, was amazing. That. I got yeah. to see that. They was like had like a weekend in theaters and I caught it in there and it was just yeah. like, this is like, Hidden Figures doesn't do the math justice of what yeah, they yeah. did for the, the imposter those, the, among they, us donated twenty dollars. Will SEN join in on the Among US craze? Have you heard of this game? I would watch <laughs> and enjoy a SEN live stream of you guys trying to outwit and outlast one another. Where you been, brother? I've done two of them. Yeah. I've done two Schmodown, like anyone, like I wish, like I know we have the Schmodown Facebook page, like for everybody, I wish there was like a message board for all like competitors and personalities, because I don't want to like, you know, mass email a hundred and something people, uh, but I'm always down to, to host another, or you know, if someone wants to put it on their stream, I don't want to like, you know, Bogart be like, oh, come to my stream, like anyone that wants to host another Among Us night, that I am so addicted to that game, it's in, like, I love it. Uh, Sabrina, it's a lot Sabrina, of fun. Sabrina had yeah. Sabrina and Brandon played with us this last Saturday for the Smets fundraiser, and the greatest moment was that Sabrina and Brandon are like this. Kyle Van Ardore donated twenty dollars. Thank you, Kyle. Sabrina, if you are dressed as Catwoman, does that mean Brandon Hannah is dressed as Batman? Oh, come on! Mm. Wait That's till tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> oh, the pictures! Yeah, I can't wait to oh, see the IG flow. Everybody with the with the pictures. Oh. <laughs> uh but uh but uh i guess i guess brandon kills sabrina and she, all, all you hear is did you just <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh shit like, well, everyone's gonna guys, notice him like you're supposed to mute during the game so you don't know who's killing who and so <laughs> i was just like i, I like called the meeting and i was like I'm just going to go off and say Brandon killed Sabrina right there. Like, I think it's a little bit of a spoiler, but we're going to vote Brandon out right now. <laughs> That's my bad. I didn't know how to play the game at first. I didn't know. <laughs> it was fun. But I've yeah, had uh, to text Ben seven times to say, why? I can't. I can't. I, I'm, I'm dying to get in on this. And even mm. this morning, I was talking to it uh, but with my daughter a little bit. And she goes, don't worry. I'll teach you how to play, Dad. <laughs> you Dude, uh, Waverly was helping out uh, Miss Movies. So... Uh, Lydia's um, always, always welcome yeah. to play with us. There like we, go. we kept it, we kept it PG for for Waverly when she was on the mic too. Uh, nice. There's a clip on my Instagram of me grilling Waverly because <laughs> she was like, "Well, I was in May. I was like, "What were you doing in Med Bay, Waverly?" Soft <laughs> so, no, donated yeah. twenty dollars. Thank you, Soft. Got to chime in on the music documentaries to show some love for Bittersweet Motel, one of Todd Ooh. Phillips' first films documenting fish in the late nineties. Definitely check it out, even if you don't like fish. It's a really fun watch. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> we'll, we'll go off of music documentaries to go to the newest music biopic. Yeah. Uh, so it was Stardust, the new David Bowie movie. Yeah. This kind of came out of nowhere because I remember us like asking who would 
who would you want to play David Bowie? I didn't know they cast this thing. I didn't know this was going on yet. So did you guys check out this trailer? And what did you think about it? I did when you were um, talking about Halloween Kills. Nice. And I, I no, I'm looking. I, I think it looks nice. I don't know. I, uh, I was kind of trying to listen to you at the same time. So I was. It's tough. I've done it before. I've watched trailers in the show before too. Brett, you're not alone. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically the you know, it looks like it's kind of. It, I would equate it to the Dylan going from acoustic to electric kind of thing. How he was just kind of a regular. Uh, musician and needed some flair, I guess, is going to be the when he becomes Ziggy Stardust and not just David mm-hmm. Bowie. But uh, I don't know what I, I'm interested in. I, I bet Roca has opinion on this. Uh, yeah, well, I interviewed Johnny Flynn uh, for ML at the beginning of the year. God, God, that's crazy. It feels like 20 years ago. But at the right after they had let me go at Collider and I was starting up Outlaw Nation, I was very lucky to land an interview with Johnny Flynn when he was promoting Emma for the Deep Cut. We sat down and talked about it, and he was knee-deep in shooting uh, Stardust at the time when he was doing this, uh, this, or he had just finished shooting it or, or was about to start shooting it, and we spoke about it, and he was very... Um, intimidated by taking on this iconic character, uh, but he was very inspired by the story because it's about David Bowie at a crisis of confidence for his uh, career at this time. And I think his brother has just passed and his music is not selling. Um, He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to get there. And it's that, as you see in the trailer, it's that relationship with this producer who ends up yielding this idea for Ziggy Stardust, which of course revitalizes David Bowie's career and sends him into the stratosphere for the rest of his life. Uh, But he said it was just an incredible thing to take on. So to see this trailer and to see how Johnny is metamorphosized into David Bowie at this time just is fantastic. So I'm I'm excited for it. I love a biopic. You guys know I love a biopic. But I hope this is a damn good one because David Bowie is one of the most incredible artists we've ever had. And And I hope it's inspiring for people who are watching this too that, hey, even the great ones have crisis of confidence and question whether they're ever going to make it or ever going to be that superstar they want to be. So I think this is an essential film to come out at this time for a lot of people uh, who are trying to figure out what they're, where they're going to go or what they're going to do with their lives. And have I think it's interesting because um, they're not going to use any of his music in it. I know his family right. didn't, give, didn't give them the blessing. And it's telling a specific story where I guess you don't need it. Yeah. But... Would that have possibly elevated it? I'm going into it a little hesitant for that way because I know David Bowie had spoken that he didn't want any movies made about his life, yeah. anything like that. So I'm like, could this have been a better documentary possibly? And then it would be something that thinking. tells his story. Just like how, yeah, we're just talking about music documentaries. I feel like that might have been a little bit better of a route to take with this story, um, but I'll still definitely check it out. And the trailer looks pretty great. That kind of changes my mind about the. I mean, if he didn't want this and it is, it's unauthorized. You know, that's that's a little. I mean, it looks. I. I, I wow, that's okay. That's interesting. I'm, on one hand, I'm with Sabrina on that. Like, you know, I'm a little hesitant since they can't use the music, but I'm. On the other hand, I'm excited that they don't have that crutch to lean on mm-hmm. because, like, I feel like Bohemian Rhapsody. I was a sucker for it too. Like, I'm not like saying I didn't. Uh, in hindsight, I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody at all. But man, that Live Aid performance at the end when you're sitting in the theater oh, yeah. listening to Queen on the big screen and with the big speakers, they get you. They yeah. fool you in that last 15 <laughs> minutes. You're like, oh, that was a good movie. Okay, because it's, it's Queen. And so I am excited to see like what they can do working around not being able to play any of David Bowie's music because yeah. if he does a less dance performance or a labyrinth performance in the movie, wow. I'm going to walk out and give it two thumbs up. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about the movie. Like the trailer didn't do much for me, but it got it at least got me curious because I do want to know more about David Bowie. Mm -hmm. But I think I am in the camp of like I'd rather see a documentary than a biopic because mm -hmm. music biopics have gotten a little bland for me. Rocket Man really in reinvigorated me, but this didn't seem like it has that Rocket Man flavor to it. Yeah, it's a smaller for sure. But I mean, yeah. you see shades of space oddity mm -hmm. in the uh, trailer, so I wonder how they're going to get away. So, Brian, as you mentioned, they're not using their music, so yeah. Music. So, how do you get away with shots of space oddity, with, oddity without using his music? It's it's going to be interesting how oh. they walk that line. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, this will get into real like specific, um, hmm. you know, uh, music talk. But I wonder if you know the, his estate owns like his publishing, and maybe, hmm. um, or maybe the estate owns his masters, but maybe another company owns the publishing. So maybe there's a way they could use the instrumentals, but not the music, or maybe there's a way, maybe, maybe there's a way they could flip it around or something like that. But, yeah. um, I do got to say though, um, I do think movies that, that are handcuffed do, uh, do, you know, it, it shows you how creative the filmmaker is like for Ava DuVernay Salma, like she didn't have any rights to any of the speeches and didn't have the approval of the Martin Luther King oh, family, wow. but it was still an amazing um, movie. And it was, it was amazing, but it was because I guess Steven Spielberg had bought the rights for, um, the Martin Luther King stuff or whatever. So mm -hmm. it was, so she kind of went on. You need to rise to those speeches. Stone That's crazy. Cold Steve yeah, Cold yeah, Stone yeah. donated $20. Thank you, Stone I'm Cold. the biggest Bowie fan and I really want a good Bowie biopic, but this does not look like it all. So they don't have the rights to any of his music. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fair that. point. It's a fair point. I'm just being, um, I'm be, like, you know, RB3, like you said, with Selma. I didn't know that either. That's, I didn't know that you could, you needed rights to speeches. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Um, but I, I'm, I'm excited to see what the filmmakers can do in spite of it and that they're not leaning on it to where like, oh, David Bowie, he got famous from Ziggy Stardust. Then he did a lot of drugs. Then he came back with Labyrinth. Then he did a lot of drugs. Then he came back with, it's like, okay, because that's yeah. what, what, what Bohemian Rhapsody was. It was like, it was, not, it was drugs, drugs, drugs. Uh, another one bites the dust. Drugs, 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 drugs. We will rock you. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, we, we know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned this, and Duncan Jones, uh, David Bowie's son, you know, director David Duncan Jones, stepped forward mm -hmm. and said on Twitter, he said, quote, this movie won't have any of dad's music in it, and I can't imagine mm -hmm. that changing. If you want to see a biopic without his music or the family's blessing, that's up to the audience. Wow. Um, and it's being directed by wow. a documentary filmmaker, Gabriel Range. So maybe it'll have a documentary feel to it, even though it's a musical biopic. I don't know. So it's interesting. Yeah, but going off of what you said, Johnny Flynn is so talented. Oh, yeah. I saw so him in this good. show called Scrotal Recall, and they ended up changing it to Lovesick. Yep, Lovesick. Um, and it was <laughs> Wait, like a British... A, <laughs> it was literally called Scrotal Recall. It's yeah, about a guy who gets like a um, like an STD, and then he's yeah. going through all his like past relationships, past experiences. It was so good, though. Like, yeah. don't don't judge it off the name. That It was an awesome show, and he was great. So I'm excited to see what he does. Dragon Reborn in the chat says, pull a 30 Rock with Janis Joplin. What what was oh, what did they name Janis Joplin and Thirty Rock? I gotta look that up. It's oh like Joni totally Jop Jop or something like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Has anybody so. done a good Joplin doc or you documentary? Know, yes. <laughs> there is a good documentary on her that came out maybe three years ago. That I I, I would absolutely say it's fantastic. But music wise, out. no, because they they tried to do one that remember I don't know if you remember it. Melissa Etheridge was rumored to be doing it. 
Then there was rumors about Renee Zellweger or Jewel doing her okay. biopic, but it never it. came off. It never came off. Uh, Jackie Jormp Jormp. Jackie, they, they, they <laughs> couldn't get the rights to anything Janis Joplin, so it ended up being, like, they kept losing, like, the music rights yeah. and the naming rights, and then ended up being Jackie Jormp Jormp. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think Rizé, uh, Renee Zellweger is a little old to, to play Janis Joplin? No, it was, this was years ago, bro. Yeah. This was oh, years oh, ago. Okay, okay, when okay, when okay. she had just come, I think when she just come off Chicago oh, they were looking oh. at her the early and 2000s. no offense to Janice she 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 was a little toe up she was a little, I mean, <laughs> easy, she, no easy I'm just saying she she lived, she lived a rough life she didn't you know I mean I don't think you have to necessarily uh you know be her age to, I mean I'm not <laughs> listen hey I love Janice Joplin one of one of my favorite I mean just the most soul you know, you know what I'm saying don't get me wrong she was ugly is what I'm saying don't get me wrong I'm, I'm just saying no, weathered I weathered she, weathered. she you, you could tell I mean you could could tell she was hitting hitting the drugs and the booze pretty hard. It just sun for a while. Kill your career right now. <laughs> you started it with she a little tore up. <laughs> Janis Joplin is part of the Twenty Seven Club, though, right? I think yes. so. Yeah, Fred Morrison and wow, Hendrix. So she right was around the same time. Young? And uh, oh, Kurt yeah. Cobain was twenty seven, right? Damn, you're right, Brett. Cobain. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. Um, I have a question. Um, <laughs> died how she lived. Toe up. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell. Sabrina, Thanks. would you take off your mask so I can take this wig off? Because my wife's complaining about how cold it is in the other room because I keep telling No, because <laughs> now my hair is going to be all messed up. This is all your guys' fault. So, I'm, no, I have to keep it on for the I rest of the I guilted everybody into dressing up today. This, this is for my wife who says, I have the thermometer set at 70, so I have to. <laughs> there you go. Oh. That's right. You made a whole hour. I appreciate that. It's yeah, good. It's good. It's also, good. the thing about Johnny Flynn, Jerome Flynn is, is I think, his cousin or his uncle. And Jerome Flynn, remember, is Braun from Game of Thrones. And they've done duets every once in a while for charity because Jerome Flynn had a song in the 60s that was a hit in the 60s. So. Can we talk about Jerome Flynn's accent in John Wick 3? <laughs> What accent, man? That was uh, like, was he Moroccan or something like that? I don't, or I, like, I don't know. Uh, what do you like? I appreciate the 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 reach for range, but oh man. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of accents, RB, have you? Fi- I got. I just finished Game Six or Episode Six of Gangs of London. Mm. Are you still? Uh, did you watch the whole thing? Or are you still? Yeah, watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, you got the oh, damn. You lucky. Son. So what are you watching yeah. it on, John? Uh, they have AMC has this like AMC Plus. Oh, which is okay. five bucks a month. So I was like, ah, I can put two, two Kyle months. Kyle Vanadori yeah. donated yeah. 20 I think I might do that too. So it's watch it's the day before Halloween and how dare you not show up as my favorite bottle of hot sauce. Ah. Bitch, <laughs> 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 if you thought I was going to dress up like Sriracha, you're crazy. Sriracha <laughs> <laughs> Soroka. Yeah, I was gonna say, sir, like have a sriracha shirt, but then like have like a, a knight helmet on, like Soroka, like Sriracha. That, that, that's good. It'd be funny. That's that a play on that. words right there. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, episode article. six, though, John, what was you saying about episode six? 
Yeah, just saying how much I enjoyed it, man, and really because I mean yeah. you were right about episode five. Holy crap, Ola! Mm -hmm. Episode five was madness, mm -hmm. and episode six, how it connects to episode five. Yeah. I was uh, me and Lindley were like, "What? Wait a minute! Who? What? Where's the time on this?" Right, right, and, and right. then you're trying to figure out who. But I mean, I, we have our guesses on who's actually behind everything, and we're gonna find out, I guess, in oh. the next few episodes. So yeah. I'm looking forward to this it. This is man. I'm telling people if if you gotta find gangs in New York if, or yeah. gangs in London. I'm sorry, gangs, gangs in London. London yeah. If you're um, if you're in the UK, you're blessed to, to have seen it. if you're in the u.s you know it's that amc thing but i mean hopefully yeah. they put it on tv regular tv or something like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah what, I can't find what who owns amc is that would that go to like hbo max or something <sighs> or a good question oh, oh. i don't know who owns amc because oh. i i've been I, I remember seeing the the gangs of london trailer like sometime last year and yeah like couldn't wait for it because of gareth evans uh, and but I'll pay you. I'll pay ten bucks for two months of AMC Plus or whatever it is yeah, for the show like, for sure. Like five bucks, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, nice. All right, so James Gunn's Suicide Squad is says it's far bigger than his two Guardians of the Galaxy movies at Marvel Studio. Wow. In fact, uh, the piece revealed the film is more sprawling and epic than you might expect. Warner Brothers uh, reportedly told uh, producer Peter Safran that this was quote, the largest construction project on any movie they've ever done, end quote, and over 100 sets were built for the project. Okay. Gunn uh, says, quote, it was becoming more and more blue screen on my other movies, on, uh, and it sort of bums me out a little bit to be spending three weeks on a set that is just painted purple rocks. But The Suicide Squad is a big film with so many practical effects, we were really building giant sets, end quote. Uh, the squad this time heads out on a mission to the infamous DC-invented Latin American island of Corto Maltese. Uh, they have to destroy a Nazi-era prison and laboratory named Jotuheim, uh, where political prisoners were held and experiments took place. So po uh, possibly a variation of Overlord. So does the Johnny Five for Life donated fifty dollars. Johnny Five. Happy Thank Halloween, Johnny. everyone. Can I get Trump and Elmo explaining to all the kids out there not to listen to their parents and go trick-or-treating? Just for last really people just buy your kids a bunch of candy yourself. Nice! To be a caricature of Trump, not actually him talking. I don't want to do this! All right. We'll save it for the end Okay, okay. It's 50 bucks, so I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Elmo. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. Uh, so, does this does this make you uh, more excited about Suicide Squad? Like bigger sets, bigger story, I guess, and with this incredibly big cast. Sure. Yeah. yeah. RB. I mean, yeah, it gets me. It definitely gets me excited. I mean, you know, I definitely like this movement. We've been seeing away from the from the green screen and the blue screen. Um, you know, I I, I I like that we're getting more. Either it's practical or it's on like the LED kind of screens that they invented for the Mandalorian. I'm glad we're seeing more of that. Hope more of that takes place in the future because I just think it looks better. And, you know, I, I'm glad that they are employing a bunch of people to do the construction on these sets because, you know, we have like a, a lot of sets being built and probably being destroyed. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these are going to be destroyed like in the film. It means a lot more jobs for construction workers, all that kind of stuff in the film industry. Um, and look. You're talking about epic. Like, I want to see this prison explode. I want to see things. Because we saw that little behind-the-scenes clip. It looked like it was just maniac. Like, it was a whole one army on this side, another army on this side, just rushing at each other. Explosions. All right, This looks like it could be a war film, like Dunkirk or something like that. I want to see it. I want to see it. So, 
Yeah, that's kind of how he described it, especially like I always go back to DC fandom. He said this is the most fun he's ever had on a set. This He says this is his biggest set. I'm really, really excited to see that translate to the screen because also we have like every actor possible in this film. There is everyone from every genre. We got Pete Davidson to Margot Robbie, Idris Elba. Like there is everyone in this movie. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they kind of like introduce these characters, have these different sets um, within the scenes and then how that kind of just like plays out. I'm really, really pumped. There's a, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little bit like, I, I like the sets, I like the cast, but like I feel like the first Suicide Squad, just the plot, I, it needed to be smaller. Like they shouldn't be like saving the world. So I don't know if, you know, whatever like prison or Nazi place they're going to, like I hope it's like the plot stays small. Because yeah. I feel like that's the whole thing about this. It's like they're, they're covert, like suicide missions. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I hope the plot stays small, but everything else about this this trailer and you know, like we got the the the, the DC fandom like roll call trailer and stuff like that. I think James Gunn is going ball <coughs> balls to the wall with this thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, I hope Cara Delevingne comes back as the villain, whatever nope. Nazi villain that they're nope. doing. I hope she's sitting nope. there, just like in like the place. Yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> um, I, I do. I do want to say though. I don't know if y'all saw those comments. I don't know if they're true or not. But apparently, Warner Brothers gave James Gunn the green light to kill anybody, including Margie, Margot Robbie's which is like insane to me because like they literally based the whole movie around her. But I don't know. I don't know what y'all think about that. I don't know if that's true or not. I gotta find that quote. But well, I think for I speak for RB three when I say kill all the white superheroes. Kill them all. Yeah, yeah. kill them all. Yeah, white superheroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep Pete Davidson because you can't really tell what race he is necessarily. Yeah. So yeah. just keep him. Let yeah. him survive. He's a little ambiguous. Um, yeah, he's a little ambiguous with that. Um, but yeah, he. They said they said don't get attached to anybody. I think yeah. we're gonna see like John Cena is gonna get taken out. Oh like, yeah. I'm excited to see all of this happen because obviously he has a spinoff show, so I feel like he's just going to be a standout by the end of it. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, been yeah, the rumor, like the, right? That yeah. they're going to kill the whole. They're going to kill the first team that goes in. Like they're entirely all going to die or whatever, and then the, the actual team is going to go in. And you're right; it's weird. Peacemaker. They're spinning it off. It might be a prequel. It might be what leads him yeah. to become Peacemaker, and then of course we know he dies. Mm. I just love the set photos because, like, uh, here I'll, I'm gonna share my screen real quick, just because, like, Weasel and King Shark. Oh my gosh, <laughs> oh, I just yeah. got a flashback. I love them. King oh, Shark to. in Harley Quinn series, the yes. animated show, oh, is yeah. the best part about it. Yeah. But like, Polka just look, look at these costumes. Like, they just mm -hmm. don't care. Like, you know, Marvel like <laughs> like makes Polka them more realistic, yeah. and like you know, like Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch and stuff like that, but. These costumes look so ridiculous, oh. and I love it. Yes. I love what how these the, costumes look. What's you, the one on the left? What's the that's polka, polka dot man? man. Yeah, po David no, you're shitting me. That's a real. Yeah, that's okay. a real man. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, like, Brett, <laughs> your fucking lucky condiment king isn't in this thing, Brett. Right? Yeah. I heard about condiment king, and I was like, I thought people were making these up. I thought I was being goofed on. Oh my gosh, that is. Polka dot man. Yeah, I thought that was a visual effects uh, dude. Looking yeah, up. I thought I was doing the with the balls on him. Yeah. <laughs> Mocap. Yeah. Mo Imagine submitting that. <laughs> I got a new villain, Polka Dot Man. You're yeah. gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do love that. Like, I love that uh. that side by side comparison where John Cena and Polka Dot Man look next to like MCU heroes. Man, <laughs> we're doing both. We're doing both, and you just have to deal with it. Yeah. 
That's a new. That's a bread shirt right there. You're shitting me. Yeah. <laughs> don't kill. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny. You show something Brett's never seen. Yeah, what? <laughs> Alrighty, guys. We're about a hundred and seventy-five dollars away from our usual five hundred dollar goal. Damn! Come on, people. It's eight hundred. You know what? I'll say if we get to eight hundred, uh, the one karaoke song I can do is "What's This" from Nightmare Before Christmas. I'll Ooh. do that. Oh. I'll do, if, I, I, if Brett doesn't want to do karaoke because he's got kids zooming and stuff like that, I get it. Uh, but I'll do Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, what is this? Because you know I what? Like that it. is the Halloween to Christmas transition. It's true. This is our last Halloween show. What so is- if you guys want to get us to eight hundred, that'll be the goal for today. But you know, we'll probably we'll probably actually get people refunding their donations. Like, oh, we know. No, no, no. <laughs> How are you doing the karaoke? Is it through a program? How are you guys doing the karaoke here? Uh, on- just sharing my audio. Uh, oh, we, we okay, did it, perfect. Uh, we did it yesterday with Clark Wolf, and Clark cool. Wolf killed uh, yeah. Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, oh, she it, likes to sing. Band one week. She did like the fast rap part and yeah. everything. Oh yeah. Wow. I'd like that. I think, Roka, you and I would have to do a pre-show thing where we figure out, because we did kind of mm-hmm. have to walk, you know, and I didn't know how to do it. RB3 was walking Clark through the setup, and that oh. was some good content. So I think <laughs> I will eventually do it if I find the time slot that works that I can be uh-huh. yelling in here. But I do think that us, us old fellas probably should learn how to screen share just the audio before. Yeah. We- I'll do La Bamba. I'll do La Bamba. Ah. La, 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 la Bamba. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I Sabrina and I can do a Mark argument. Anthony and uh, J-Lo do oh. it. Hey, let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. Could, could uh, Sabrina do the J-Lo song where she says the N-word? Or- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you and Sabrina can do, uh, can do that. $20. Thanks to and that guy. whosoever shall be found without the soul for getting down getting must down. stand and face the hounds of Helen rot hell. inside a corpse's shell. Hey. Vincent Price, not a bad rapper, ladies and gentlemen. Not a bad yeah, rapper. Yes. Rot inside a corpse's shell. I'll tell yeah, me none about uh, Vincent Sabrina, Price. Sabrina and, uh, and RB3 will do a Ja Rule uh, J-Lo song. Oh, yeah. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah, those are bops. Because uh, okay, real. Because I'm I hate that song. Where you talk. Where you walk. Oh, uh, Who told Ja Rule to do that? Who told J-Lo to do that? Anyway. Oh, that's true. That's Don't true. say anything. About the queen. I'm, I'm so Let's real. Go. I'm just so real. Uh, don't don't <laughs> let John Roker get started on JLo. Not hey, don't get me started. Hits. Roxy will call in. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, uh, well, that's Ooh, all the news today, guys. So send oh, your, sh- right. uh, your stream live with Super Chats. Uh, ask us some questions. Uh, I'm going to start on these a little early, yeah. but keep sending them in. Uh, we have the $800 goal for karaoke. Do it. Cody Allen. I don't know why it made me laugh so hard, but yesterday when Christian or Brett, I can't remember who it was, read the words, uh... Das's Derwig on the German Mandalorian poster, I About Died. <laughs> I think that was actually Kate. Uh, oh, really? Somebody. Yeah. Das I think Derwig. it's That's the way in German. Das, yeah. it would be Das uh, is Derwig or something. I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, somebody read it and it was, and it, it might have been me doing it wrong too. And I actually know phonetically how to read German words. Yeah. Ain't none but white people in Germany, so I don't care anyway. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades of Geek. Cutting off Mike Wazowski's legs is the same as beheading him. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> another, another Mike Wazowski. What did Mike Wazowski do to you? <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, yesterday it was uh, Mike Wazowski <laughs> nodding is the same as his as his, as him twerking. twerking. 
That, that was oh. my, that's my favorite visual. And Wayne donated $20. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom and though you fight to stay alive your body starts to shiver for no immortal can resist the evil of the thriller. Wow. Now it's official. That's my, that's my mind. I will say, like, thriller. I wish, um... I wish the music video version of the song was yeah. like uh, was like the the radio version because like I only I like hearing the 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 chorus like after both verses because like it really mm. build it builds to it in the music video and it's good. I 14. legit was like in front of the television oh, when yeah. that dropped, waiting for that to come out. Really? Was, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah like, I made my parents get MTV get cable so we could have MTV for that yeah. Michael Jackson premiere of Thriller. I watched it the first huge. day day of MTV. My dad worked for the cable oh. company, and I went to like this little thing, and I had little uh, swag from it before it was going to yeah. drop, and all this oh. with the little Moon Man and things like that. Wow. So yeah, I saw the very the the, the impetus of. Uh, of of MTV, and nice. then it just turned into reality TV. Oh man, man. where's the oh. music, man? Yo, where's the videos, man? It's I will say, in, in high school, when I first got MTV two, just hours oh, of music yeah. videos, just like it was mm -hmm. such a time waster, and I loved it. They still have MTV Classic on uh, on Spectrum. I'll flip around to that every once in a while, just watch yeah. MTV videos for like an hour. Fish heads, fish heads, holy <laughs> holy fish heads. Billy Atwood. Love the new Mandalorian episodes. Caught some prequel Easter eggs. Unfortunately, I have to spend Halloween working at the bar. I'm manager of everyone. Be safe and have fun. Love the hair. Brett, LOL. You be safe. It's a full moon. Oh, yeah. It is Halloween. It is daylight savings. Make sure you close at 2. Don't give, don't give them an extra hour rolling back. Mm -mm. Fuck that noise. <laughs> so you you be safe. You're, you're the one that's going to have a long night. I'm so glad I'm not bartending this year. Holy crap. I've done oh. enough uh, Halloween parties. Oh, oh, oh. No spoilers. No prequel spoilers. Stop it. Anyway, oh, right. No What's prequel next? spoilers? Get out of here. <laughs> so what's what? before we go on, guys, uh, what is your favorite, like one of your favorite Halloween memories? Oh. Like costume, party. Make, making out with, no, no. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> shit, I don't know. I guess the first time I walked through West Hollywood, uh, living here, I had no idea what that experience was going to be like. It was mind blowing, uh, but but also not just because of the amount of people, but the ingenuity of people and their costumes. Like at one point, I just kind of sat back and was just watching the uh, craftsmanship of so many people's costumes up and down the street because it was like incredible to see the kind of uh, creativity people have in their in their minds. I've never, I never did uh, uh, WeHo uh, oh, Halloween. I, nice I, I think, I think I, I passed my thing to do it. Like, because I, mm. I, I do not like my anxiety will go crazy now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, it was two years ago. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like uh, when I, if I was your age, for sure it'd be a lot of fun. But I think at like thirty two, I'd be like, Where, "Where's, is there a chair around here? Motherfucker, is there a chair around here? And you sit down. That drink is how much? How much is that drink? Oh, fuck that! The cover to get in. That's yeah, exactly. The cover. Oh my gosh. I got a water bottle for like twelve bucks. Yeah. That you got a steal. That's a deal right there. Uh, yeah. Here's Ben yeah. on the here's Ben on the second floor of his apartment building. 
Nope, I ain't going after that. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> well, Sabrina, Sabrina never had to pay no cover though. Let's be real. Like, oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm blessed. Yeah. I take care of her like that. Yeah, See, where's the entrance over there? Yeah. Cast that really long line. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just sent Ben a picture. I don't know if you could put it, but of my favorite memories is dressing up with the family when we actually all kind of did the same genre I guess side by side it's on my Instagram it's one of the 10 posts I've done on Instagram in the last uh, Hold 10 on, years let me email it to myself <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's this one where we're all like kind of uh, uh, ghouls you know like gothic one, kind of one picture. I loved that was just like and just how much my kids got into it and then we just had recently in the last couple I always got to make it sad but like one of our friends uh, daughters went off and did trick or treating with her friends that was we would do the two families ever yeah, since they were yeah. babies and my daughter was just bawling she's halloween is not the same anymore but now you know this year she was planning on going with mm. some of uh, her friends without us but that of course won't Here's happen Brett and his family yeah the Aww. one to the left uh is with that was the best oh i got God, the, that's awesome yeah that's such a good picture brett that that is. both of them are so good and oh. the best one on the right is that the guy in the back uh you can see him behind my wife's <laughs> yeah. shoulder the michael myers guy. <laughs> yeah brett, on the right where's your costume though yeah i know <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that's my i did that in a vaudeville type it was called vaudeville that was that's harry oh. the happy hobo um oh. and my that was the that was when my daughter just started coming Pac-Man up with Dwayne like her own thing. thing and then we'd go uh, okay i thought we were doing a theme but my son loved that year he was hiding behind bushes as at our friend's house and jumping out at people i've got pictures of him like just like this like your kids are way too good at being like straight out of hill house that's yeah that's yeah insanely terrifying <laughs> georgie georgie where's georgie yeah i usually i usually work on halloween like i've done a bunch of like i did like the maxim halloween party and stuff and that was yeah. that was a lot of fun Ooh, I bet uh and i made like 800 dollars in one night so that was good mm-hmm. but you're just like you literally are stress dreaming serving people because like the whole night because it's they're all open bar parties, so the the lines of the bar are like always mm. packed. Wow. But uh, but yeah, Pacman uh, Dwayne donated twenty dollars. Hey guys, question for John: You around my pop's age, but he's older. So during the late seventies, early eighties, mm. it was real story going around DC or the whole East Coast about a story of the Bunny Man. Do you remember it? If not, look it up. Type DC Legend of the Bunny. Bunny man? No, I didn't. Legend of the Bunny. Wow. Okay. When I lived in D.C., we would go down to the Exorcist Steps every Halloween. That's for sure. They used to have things around the Exorcist Steps, which was fun and unsettling. There was a Bunny Man rumor at the one where I grew up. There was uh, you could there was the the lake or I mean the river that you would go to uh, the Platte River, but yeah. you had to park your car outside the gate because it closed at a certain time, and then you'd had to walk with no lights down this you know dirt road. And there's stories of the Bunny Man and a Wolf Man and all these different things. And like there's this the Bunny Man apparently could run so fast that he caught up to a guy on a motorcycle or something wow. like that. Ooh, it was all. Right. Re- Ridiculous, but these are the things you're thinking about when you're like, gotta get to my friends. Why didn't I go with other people <laughs> on this thing? So the we had resurrection. Urban legend that originated from two incidents in Fairfax County, Virginia in 1970 oh. Oh. Uh, that is spread to Washington, D.C. The legend has many variations. Most involve a man wearing a rabbit costume who attacks people with an axe or a hatchet. Wow. Jeez. 
I'm surprised you guys. Has there been a movie, Bunny Man? Because I feel I like that's so. ripe for a movie right there. What's up, Doc? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. <laughs> My arm! <laughs> now, for anybody who grew up uh, around Chicago, if you guys know Resurrection Mary, that was a thing that we would do all the time. There was like Ouija boards. There was like crazy stuff. It's a huge, in the middle of a cemetery, it's a huge forest and you just walk Fuck through that. the path Fuck right that. outside the city. Yeah, I don't know why we did that. What did you guys think of the Ray Fisher Forbes interview with him oh. mentioning some possible oh. racial discrimination of the Justice League reshoots? I, I, didn't, I didn't read it. I... Like I yeah. caught some bullet points, but I, I can't speak on bullet points because you know. Yeah, I mean, he, I did, I did read a lot of it. Um, he did go into a depth about um, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff he's already said. One of the big revelations was that he said he said he felt compelled to speak up because Joss Whedon had requested that an an actor's skin tone be changed in post production because he didn't like the way that their skin tone, I guess, was filmed or whatever. Um, which I think you know is tragic and unfortunate that's something that you know a lot of hollywood people do say on the low to other people but that's what you know it, you know that's what ray fish is bringing out to the public so yeah there's a lot yeah. of really great stuff in that interview if people want to check that out yeah yeah um yeah hey, you're right rb i read some of it too it's pretty pretty damning stuff if it's true and uh i mean wb responded almost immediately uh with some kind of really aggressive response and I don't think they get it, man. I don't think they get what's happening here or understand how this is damaging them in uh, when you couple this in with the Ezra Miller stuff and other stuff going on with them. It's just like it doesn't make sense why they're being so adamant about this situation uh, instead of trying to kind of resolve it and move forward. There's Because they're claiming that that hue had been put in months ago and Joss wasn't the person who asked for it. But the way they're phrasing their statement... Uh, and this is on Cinema Blend. Sean O'Connell over there, he posted this. their responses. Uh, it was just like, man, you guys don't understand the room. You're not reading the room correctly. You know? Yeah. You're not reading the room correctly as a studio. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. yeah it's, really, it's really unfortunate stuff. I think, you know, having, I think the issue of color, particularly colorism in Hollywood, and I think particularly in this case of making somebody who's darker, uh, seemingly lighter, um, and the, the 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 implication is not Ray Fisher; it's um, the 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 actress who was cut, uh, Kelsey Clemens, or whatever. Um, how how uh, like one of her one of her uh, scenes would have would have appeared too. So it's a lot of really really nasty stuff, nastiness. Um, studios need to be better. Uh, we have to figure out a way to hold them accountable, but seemingly fans yeah. don't care about racial justice or whatever. So I don't know how we're gonna fix the situation, Hackman, but it takes a leader like Ray Fisher to do dollars. it. Thank you, Ben, for looking it up, but they never caught the guy. It's Bridge that you go to in DC, say his name three times. He show up. I never did it. I'm black. That's some white people stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It is some white people stuff. I'll, I'll see if I can pull up. There's a picture of the bridge. Uh, oh. it uh, and it, it's here. I'll, I'll share it. Real, sorry. Bloody I can't man, bitch. So much. Oh, so like uh, it just it definitely looks like a, a bridge like you'd go to like as a teenager and like dare your friends to like walk oh. through and say oh. the name like yeah no no to all that yeah no no, no to oh, absolutely all no. that no thank it. you uh so yeah let me get back to Darth Dagan happy Friday all uh, triple feature at my local drive-in on Saturday Ghostbusters trick or treat and the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, nice. what are y'all's top three Halloween horror movies happy Halloween and hope everyone stays safe this weekend. 
so top three. So we uh, we listed uh, some of ours. Uh, give us some. Give us some other ones. Hubie Halloween three times. <laughs> oh yes. my God! Die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the original Halloween, of course. Um, do you guys like the zombie movies? Are there any zombie movies that you guys like? That I do like Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead because. Yeah. That was really the first time, because I didn't see 28 Days Later. I know they're not, like, technically zombies, whatever you want to call them. Right. But that was the first time I was ever afraid of zombies, because, like, the whole, uh, like, the I, George Romero's the godfather. I know that. I respect that. But I was never scared of them. Like, if there's a bunch of them, yeah, I get it. But, like, having those zombies sprint at you, yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, like, foaming at the mouth and stuff like that, like, that legitimately terrified me. I'd be like, okay, now I can believe that the world would, like, be taken over within two or three weeks by these things. Like, if they're flat out sprinting at you, like, we, it would for sure end. Like, Train to Busan, that was like... Yeah, Train to Busan, you know, World War Z, stuff like that. Like, it'd be over. Um, Certainly, Texas Chainsaw Master. (laughs) I I can only watch that movie once every 20. I mean, like, it's it's too much, I still have never seen all of it. Really? it's yeah. too realistic. I man. It, uh, that's the thing. It it's it's it, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. It, it's too realistic. Look, and because yeah. it is based on is it? It's not just one. Right? It isn't a right, combination right. of like. I mean, it was like John Wayne Gacy meets something meets yeah. something. Like, there's three different killers. I think Ed that Gain. they they yeah. yeah Gain yeah Ed Gain uh yeah, yeah. oh no and plus if I grew up in Virginia and yeah it was northern but there were still southern people in northern Virginia and. Some of those motherfuckers look like those people in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, I'm like, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I watched that movie. I'm like, it's too real yeah. for me, man. Too real for me. Yeah, no, it's not John Wayne. That he was the one that dressed up. Yeah, like Ed Gein. Right? No, yeah, Ed, Ed, Ed Gein. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sabrina, what about you? Were some other ones? Um, well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I watched it with my aunt when I was like eight or nine years old and she told me that it was a real movie and so she messed with me that way yeah my aunt was young i think she was like 23 at the time so of course she was doing that stuff to me when i was young um but a few of the other ones obviously honestly hubie halloween i really enjoyed so i would totally check it out again we said halloween town halloween town was fire um the craft and the new craft i liked craft legacy i know a lot of people don't I loved the first half of it. Like, I think the first half was so solid. The kind of like the third act is really where it kind of falls apart. It's just rushed and stuff. But because of how much I love the beginning, it's kind of like, I don't know. We get a little bit of that, like book smart type of like female friendship relationships that we don't get in the first movie. We get like the women turning on each other in this one. It's more like female empowerment, like strength and unity type of thing. And I just enjoy that a lot more. Um, the Descent is one of my yeah. favorites. Uh, oh, someone put one in the chat. Oh, like I do. Uh, I like Hostel, but that was kind of the only like torture porn movie that I liked because right. uh, it seemed like that could really happen. That that's going on around the world, like rich people kidnapping poor tourists and torturing them to death. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, I. I bought into the hype of Blair Witch Project. Uh, the movie scared the crap out of me, and I thought it was real for a while. Like the viral marketing campaign for that is like, like top tier of all time. So I was, I was just, I was, I was twelve. So I was just at the right age to be like, oh, this is real. This is this documentary, guys. This is real. This really happened. Blair Witch is out there. 
I yeah. can't think of the name of it, but it's it's two people are, are staying in a house in the middle of nowhere, and and people with masks show up. The strangers. And, the oh, stranger. Yeah. That one. Ugh, yeah. That yeah. One, that one's yeah. that one's too real for me too. I'm just like yeah. that. That's no. Like and especially the like the the famous line is like, "Why are you doing this? Because you were home." It's like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do you guys ever see? I forgot what it's called, but it's called like the Poughkeepsie tapes. I think. Poughkeepsie tapes. Poughkeepsie tapes. Oh my god, that one in Lake Mungo or Mungo. Um, those are two really, really scary ones that nobody talks about. I've so heard, I recommend uh, watching those. The guy from Red Letter Media, Jay, talks about Lake Mungo, and I ref- like I hear it's like one of the most terrifying movies ever, and I refuse to watch it. I refuse yeah. to watch it. <laughs> uh, uh, also, no. Sinister. I I I haven't seen it since like I saw it in theaters until two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, scary. I hear Sinister's good. Um, So back over to Mr. Anus. Yes. Uh, I love this episode of The Mandalorian. Those who've played Knights of the Old Republic, uh, one, uh, have got to love this. I'm sure Christian will have noticed that too. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Little Easter eggs there. Uh, Fifty Shades of Geek. At the age of 60, Snoop Dogg will be 420 in dog years. Oh. Wow. That's facts, y'all. Good to know. (laughs) Dab it out. Uh, Marvel Man Mike. Okay, okay, sure. Mandalorian, great. But how about that new episode of Star Trek Discovery? It was so good. I literally teared up three times. Solid gold trek. Well, hello there, Sabrina. Sabrina Kyle. Uh, be still my heart. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get CBS All Access. Oh, okay. It's, oh, is that... Are you watching Discovery, John? Uh, I'm about to binge all the episodes tomorrow because I want to do a review for the channel. Um, nice. But, yeah, I ended up getting it. It's, you know, it's like six bucks. For a month or something yeah. like that. So yeah. yeah, I've just never been a big Star Trek person. So yeah, I respect. I didn't want to get it for lower decks. I just did not like that trailer at all. Why uh, is hear- there such a separation between the Star Trek and and the Star Wars? Fa- like I don't mm. feel like the the blending is as much as you think there there yeah. would. And because they both have star in the name, I mean, doesn't that <laughs> isn't that? I mean, I know they're totally two completely different genres. <laughs> well, I hear I hear the that Discovery, you know, and like you know the the J.J. Abrams movie. I know Justin Lin directed the last one, uh, but that they're much more Star Wars. They're much more action based and mm. like sci-fi. Yes. fantasy right uh then you know like the the thought provoking of what like star trek was supposed to be from gene ronberry right. so i think there is a little more blending nowadays brett but like the there was a huge gap yeah. of like like content when the, when they first both came out it's a, it's a weird place because they're trying to appeal to the newer fans uh but in doing so they're kind of undercutting some of the foundational aspects of star trek from the beginning uh because it's more action heavy there's there's like klingon sex there's cuss words, there's hmm. brutal violence, and you didn't see any of that in the original Star Trek stuff to that extent, uh, and I don't know how much of it you might have seen in Star Trek Next Generation, but I I imagine not that much. But You had me at Klingon sex. You had yeah, that's <laughs> what you had to say. <laughs> I was just about to say, I've never seen it. First season of Discovery, intriguing. Klingon sex. Nice. Uh, oh, see that guy over there. Hello, SCN crew. I went to my drive-in for the first time and watched Beetlejuice for the first time as well. Don't kill me, but I thought it was only okay. There were a few funny parts, but I think Michael Keaton could have used more screen time. Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> uh, ultimate fights. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, a dildo or a strap-on? <laughs> um, strap-on. The strap. The strap. Yeah. Yeah. Get the strap. 
Yep. Get the strap, baby. <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades. The energy the strap has versus the dildo is really what gets me. The energy. Yeah. The energy. Yeah. That's yeah. that's BPE for it right there for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. BPE. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the lion. Uh, that's the callback from yesterday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Fifty Shades. Uh, here's a joke, Roco Roll. Appreciate soy milk is just regular milk that introduces itself in Spanish. Think about it. <laughs> oh, go away. Yo, soy milk. <laughs> is that is that your other Latino cousins? That's one of your jokes. Oh, yeah. That's one of your jokes. Used to you go know down it. George uh, Tiffany F. Happy the- almost Halloween. I'm going to dress up as Lil Wayne for Halloween. Everyone yeah. has a clown, right? Oh, you just need a you just need that MAGA hat and you fit right in. Yeah. Uh, oh my uh, god. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get the costume right there. Clown. And the silver grill. Yeah. Oh, uh, Fifty Shades. Losing fifty pounds is awesome, unless of course you're British. Pacman Dwayne donated twenty dollars. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, John. The first used to go down Georgetown where the steps from the Exorcist mm-hmm. when I was yeah. younger to trick and treat rich white folk lived down there gave us money. Go times, good times. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Exorcist steps. That's crazy. Still. Still. Um. Okay. Uh, Tiffany F. Speaking of music docs, uh, the Blackpink doc on Netflix was good. So was the Clive Davis one. Soundtrack of our lives on Netflix oh, yeah. and Motown one, Hitsville. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the Clive Davis one. I won't see the. Is that the? What's the other one? The Blackpink. Is that a female Korean uh, band? Yeah, it's a K-pop Korean girls. Yeah. yeah, I haven't. I'd seen like to see that because I I hear some uh, not so good things about like how K-pop bands like get formed and like their management, mm-hmm. like their diets and like uh, regiments and stuff like I that. I wonder if it gets into any of that because I know they keep that ki- that stuff kind of like on the download. They don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about all that. Wendy gave. Wendy Lee gave. Somebody said I needed a whip. I have a whip. Oh. Uh oh. You think she didn't have a whip? Uh oh. (laughs) Come on. That's not readily available. That's not even. That's not even for the costume. (laughs) I already just had this line in the closet. Oh. (laughs) Oh, this old thing. (laughs) Brett took off the glasses. Yeah, my whip's parked out front. Uh, Fifty Shades. Okay, enough jokes. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'm going to watch the premiere of Mandalorian. Nice. Enjoy. Uh, Hitman Hudson. I can't believe Catwoman is on the show today. OMG, does this make uh, Brandon uh, Batman? The implications for this are huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Batman. He's very excited about it, guys. Oh, so, my God. Check out Instagram <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, Cody Allen, are there any specific moments for you guys where CGI was noticeably distracting? Uh, for me, Bruce Banner's head sticking out of the Hulkbuster armor at the end of Infinity War immediately comes to mind. Yeah, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, even last night, uh, the little uh, repair droids in Mandalorian looked a, looked a little wonky. Yeah. Uh, and there's some CGI that they probably uh, put the money towards uh, elsewhere. Uh, but, um, but yeah, what about you guys? I feel like there's a period between 2011 and 2014 where CGI was just like really, really bad, like, yeah. like, like super, <laughs> super trash. And it was like, right. It was like after like the spider, Spider-Man three had trash CGI, but like for the most part, it looked okay. But then it started becoming like everything was CGI. So I don't know. I, there's, I feel like there's definitely something in that time period. Um, oh, the great Gatsby for me actually has a lot of notes. I love that movie a lot. But a lot of that CGI Ugh. is so noticeable, like, especially when they're driving, like they're driving like oh, 100 yeah. miles per hour in this old car and just, oh, this is this is crazy. This looks crazy. Um, oh, I had one of mine. I can't think of it now. Uh, anybody else? 
Yeah, the Dr. Craft Legacy. Oh, oh. there's a bad situation. Uh, that? The Craft Legacy has one scene and it is very, very bad. So <laughs> it's towards the end. I'm just like, damn, this really was rushed. Uh, that and obviously Superman's lip. I always thought that was weird. Oh, yeah. I oh, hated no. that so oh, yeah. much. Yeah. Like, he literally is like, hey, guys, like, I'm Superman. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey. <laughs> It means it's it's a river. <laughs> uh, mine is Blade Two, like because that was when uh, <laughs> not this thing. No, not what? not the not the thing. Okay. It's like when they're fighting in front of the lights and they look like rubber band people. Yeah, because yep. like it was like right after Spider Man and Daredevil were mm. were doing that same right, thing. Right. And like they're fighting mm. and jumping around. I'm like this is bad. Like yeah. <laughs> I get, I was trying to give it a pass, but it was rough. What about you guys? Will you sign my autograph? Yeah, I'll sign your autograph. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got two of them. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. That was horrible. When he's Hyde, I'm like, oh, this is so <laughs> fucking bad. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't you know, want to cause any battles, but some of the stuff at the end of Black Panther or when they're fighting amongst the train, some of that oh, CG yeah. just it's doesn't tough. work for me, man. Yeah. yeah. Or the I rhinos. Mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't mind the rhino so much, but the CG down by the train. I'm like, this is so obviously not, you know. Oh, just so the body's bend like it's yeah, that kind yeah. of bending body thing that that really yeah. gets. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was also just obvious, like when you watched it, that they were literally taking the, the models from Spider-Man Three and then mm. and then putting it like when they're falling from like into the thing, like that's literally Wait, a shot point. in Spider-Man Three. And yeah. really, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch that. Also, Matrix Reloaded. Go ahead, Matrix Reloaded. Uh, Roka, do you like League of an Extraordinary Gentleman? Uh, let's say this. I like the graphic novel. When I came out of the movie theater, I tried to convince myself that I liked the movie. But every subsequent rewatch, I've hated it more and more and more really? as really? I watch it, which is why I want it to be rebooted and redone. I'm surprised it hasn't been. I'm surprised. Yeah, I own it, and I loved watching it, and I haven't seen it in years. But I, I, I was always, I was always on the outs of the, you know, guy who liked that one. I don't know. Yeah. It was because again, it's not anything I knew about other than Jekyll and Hyde, and you know, it's it was like right, right. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I mean, I thought they did some nice job with Mina Harker. I think the Captain Nemo stuff is really good. Yeah, but the Jekyll and Hyde stuff is bad. Stuart, Stuart Townsend is really cheesy as Dorian Gray. He's and, he's hamming it up. I kind of right. <laughs> and Richard Roxburgh is a terrible villain. No one believes that guy can, can give, be a villain in anything, to be honest with you. So. Uh, but everyone's saying The Mummy Returns uh, with The Rock oh, you know, and yeah. everything. I, I think that movie was like on TBS like, a, like last year sometime, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like All the CGI in that movie, they were like, yeah. we got CGI. It's mm. 2002. <laughs> Let's do everything. And it was, it was rough. Woof. True. And somebody in the chat brought up Titanic. Titanic had like perfect CGI. Like for yeah. 1997, like you can't even you can't even tell. But like that's just the the difference, right? Like when when people go like super CGI, then it looks yeah. really, really bad. For sure. Uh, yeah, guys, make sure you guys are liking the video. Send in your streamlabs super chat. Got about 20 minutes left of the show. Let's do it. Uh, keep sending them in. Andre Porter. Hey Roka, did you watch the WWE Hell in the Cell pay per view this past weekend? It was yep. okay. The best matches were all three of the Hell in a Cell matches. Also, Roman Reigns is continuing to be the best heel in the company. Yeah, uh, I did. I enjoyed it, and I also watched the NXT Hollywood Hollywood Havoc this morning at six a.m. So I Oof. enjoyed that. It's an hour and a half on the network. It's a great watch, fun matches. But yeah, Hell in a Cell was great. I was really surprised how much I enjoyed those matches. And Sasha and Bailey was. A standout match and Roman Reigns feeling bad about beating up his cousin. 
I thought that was a great thing to play with as well. So that's my quick, quick two cents on that one. So why, uh, real quick, John, because I know like I don't watch wrestling. Why does everyone love Roman Reigns so much as a heel? Well, now, well, because he was forced down the throat of people, and this is very similar to what happened to his uncle, The Rock. It's like. He was forced down the throat of people. So was Dwayne Johnson initially as Rocky Maivia. And he came out and he tried to be the cool guy. And everybody knew he was the guy they wanted to push, that Vince wanted to push. So fans naturally rebel when you try to shove something down their throats. And Roman, unfortunately, was the uh, uh, the recipient of a lot of hate because of that. And now that he's gone heel and fully embraced being a heel, uh, the fans are back on board with him because now they can hate him freely and then appreciate what he can do as well in the ring and what he can do on the mic. Same thing happened with The Rock. Exact same thing. The second they, they stopped him being a face, they took him off TV for like three months, brought him back and turned him heel, everybody began to love him because they could now hate him and then eventually appreciate him. That's how it works. You know? now, and of you course, Roman it, having leukemia too. Yep. And do you think it's because he was a face at first? Like, or do you yes. think it would have had the same reaction if he like came straight out heel? No, no. I think because he was a heel initially with the shield and it was like three guys, then they tried to make him face too much and it felt cheesy. Like they were trying to turn him into a new Cena. Mm-hmm. That didn't really, really work. Making him go away, having him and, re, and re, his real his real story of fighting through leukemia because he has that to come back and then come back in such a, a hardcore heel way. Plus having Paul Heyman, it's a great combo. It's just the right time. You stick around long enough, the fans start to respect you if you stick around long enough. And that's what happened with him. So, yeah. Nice. All right. Heading over to Super Chat, guys. Uh, Chris Cochran, next week for karaoke, you should have Anaconda Brett sing Closer by Nine Inch Nails. No, no, we shouldn't, actually. No, we really shouldn't. I thought you were going to do Anaconda by Nicki Minaj or something. Yeah, yeah. We are, uh, we're not going to do Closer. Uh, I, can do that. I can do that one, though. My Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't. Oh, we need that. Whoop, Sabrina. My Anaconda yeah. don't. Won't. Not unless you buzz. Go. Uh, Lay Masters. Ernest Scared Stupid is one of my favorite Halloween movies. That's another scary kids movie. Ernest Scared Stupid was a scary ass kids movie for sure. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, Chris Cochran, a question for Ben. I saw your reaction to Primal last night. How many episodes in did you get, mm. and what are your overall thoughts? For me, it's the best cartoon right now. I agree. Uh, I someone told me that uh, Primal, the new uh, Tartakovsky series, is oh. on HBO Max. Yeah, uh, the guy who did uh, Samurai Jack, he did the the micro Clone War series, which is I I like it better than the the Filoni Clone War series for me. Ooh. Um, and the animation is insane. There's literally no dialogue. It's a caveman and like a, a T Rex, uh, in like you know the prehistoric days. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I cannot honestly, I cannot. There's only five episodes right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot recommend it enough. It is so amazing. Yeah, he's he's going to be doing the Tiny Toons reboot as well. I think. Uh, yeah, Candy Tartakovsky. So yeah, there you so go. Like the, what he can do, and I just watched him. Um, I'm rewatching Samurai Jack now that I'm oh, watching yeah. him. Like he is so good with no dialogue. He just lets his animation speak. Because like the whole opening of Samurai Jack, there's like two lines, and then it's just like Samurai Jack growing up and training. And there's no dialogue, but the stories he can tell with zero dialogue, especially in Primal, is just so, so good. Yeah. Uh, Masters, Adam Witt. Hashtag Smash Cancer Sunday. 5 p.m. Movie Guys exhibition match for the Greg Kinnear movie, Flash of Genius. Janine versus Napsok with Smets and Kaiser managing. Mm, oh, wow. man. 
That's nice. nice. That's what a stop. specific, obscure movie to do that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah right. check that out. So 5 p.m. I'm guessing Pacific time on Sunday, guys. Go check it out. Donate if you can uh, towards Smets. Mm. Um, Brian Brawler, The Strangers was based on a true story. Oh, mm-hmm. that's terrifying. Ooh. No, thanks. I don't like that. I don't like that no. at all. Mm-mm. That one's scary <laughs> as hell. Mm-mm. I don't like that. Uh, Jamin John, uh, better iconic multi-franchise actor, Sly or Harrison Ford? Harrison. Actor, Harrison. Yes. Yeah. But for those two franchises, like, I mean, for the franchise, I feel like Sly does his best acting as Rocky and Rambo. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think, I think the characters, like, he's the lead, he's the lead in Rocky and he's the lead in Rambo, like, but I think like the fact that Han Solo is a supporting character in Star Wars makes yeah. that even more special because he has to pop a little bit more. I think that's why I probably yeah. give Harrison Ford a little bit more of the edge. Gotcha. I, I don't think they, I don't think they asked too much of him emotionally for Rambo. Like there's moments and there's like after the first movie, right? The first movie is incredible, and him breaking down at the end is incredible. But the subsequent movies, you haven't really had a moment like that yeah. at all that's come close. Whereas. He's had some interesting moments as as uh, Indiana Jones. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, what do we got? Um, Red Wolf, can you guys do a quick spoiler review for Ep- Mando episode one? Like episode one, the first episode, of the first season, first season. Uh, <laughs> it was good. I don't. I, think- I haven't seen it since last year. Yeah, I, know. I didn't do. A, I didn't do a review. Uh, like a rewatch. Uh, he goes to a bar, picks up uh, the guy from SNL. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all watch honest trailers like when they when they did that he's like and your host Tyga was he? <laughs> it was a solid honest trailer if you guys haven't watched it yet but uh but no he and then uh, at the very end he meets baby yoda and That's he right. doesn't kill him no nope. right. uh, he kills him episode one in this this one season two they they wait they flip it. It's called a They wait until you can fall in love with the character, yes. and then they they're like, "This is brutal. Chop chop. Let's go." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Taika Waititi is good as uh, IG. I, yeah, uh, he's pretty funny. Uh, Jaiman John, uh, bathtub baby CGI and a beautiful mind is incredible. I haven't seen Beautiful Mind in forever. Oh. oh my god! Speaking of baby CGI, Twilight. Breaking Dawn. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> Renesme. Yeah. Renesme, baby girl. I don't know why uh, she's looking like that. Like yeah. they mm. could have just chosen a cute baby, and it would have been yeah. fine. Instead, they decided That's to have this like lifeless creature. Yeah, that was. So that what, was... What's worse, doing baby CGI in Twilight, or having a fake baby in American Sniper and yeah. Bradley Cooper moving his thumb as like the baby's <laughs> hand? Yeah. Um, I, I like the CGI mm. baby more because at least like. At least, like, it's at least like they tried, you know what I mean? Like, the Bradley Cooper one, they just threw a sound effect in there, like, they could have cut around yeah. it a little bit or something. Like, I don't know, it, like, it's like a full on shot of Bradley yeah. Cooper, like, yeah. a, a fake baby. Yeah, is like this that. a Bradley issue? Was this a Clint issue? He's like, I don't want no real babies on my set, like, oh, I don't you, understand you know the how, logic. Yeah, John, you know how Clint shoots, like, it, he's on schedule, yeah, he's not, he's not wasting time with kids, like, he, he's got a. <sighs> <laughs> the thing, the thing that's funny about that Twilight one though is that they had a real baby on set and they CGI'd over the baby's face to make it look yeah. more like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart. So, that's well, I think like, they were CGI don't like, automatically come out looking like their parents like right I away. They, they look they, like babies. Like, I think their explanation was that like since vampires don't age and she was born a vampire, so like she would look the same throughout her whole life. So they CGI the little girl's face onto the baby to make her look mm. like the exact. I'm like. That does not even look like the little girl. No, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Not it's even really a little bad. bit. Yeah. Uh, Volcano Man. Hi, everybody. You're awesome. 
Uh, Roka, have you seen the music video of Naughty Boy La La uh, La 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 featuring Sam Smith? If not, no. you should check it out. Film the right. Bolivia, really well made with a whole story to it. Holy shit. I will absolutely watch it. Thank you so nice. much for telling me about it. Nice. Uh, okay, so two-parter from Pac-Man Dwayne coming up. So what my father said, him and his friends went to a go-go and was walking a girl back home. One of their friends stopped to tie uh, tie his next, uh, tie his shoes. Next thing he saw, a bunny suit with an axe started to chase them. They got out of, uh, they got home and thought it's like 10 of us. One of him went back to search for him with bats and other weapons to fuck him up, but couldn't find him. The rumors have it he killed uh, a girl named Sarah. The girl walking home was named Sarah, not making it up. It's all true. Wow. Wow. That's not cool. (laughs) I don't like that at all. Do not like it. (laughs) Don't tell us stories like that. Uh, I need a bath. Sexual position 69 will be known as 70. Due to the COVID-19, the cost of eating out has gone up. Oh! Jesus. (laughs) You guys haven't heard that joke? No. 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 Jamin John, can Arnold pull off Rambo back in the day? No. No. Because it's an American story about an American soldier. It just wouldn't have worked with his accent and him being Austrian. It just wouldn't have worked. But Rambo could have pulled off Predator. That's for damn sure. Mm. Nice. Think so? Oh hell yeah! Oh, Predator. Oh, he nice. thinks you think Predator's a B movie, Roka? So. It is a B movie. I don't think it. It is <laughs> oh. <laughs> nuts. You're insane. <laughs> you guys, insane. none of you were around other than Brett. I know how they pitched it. It was a B list movie. <laughs> hey, I was yeah. born in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Google Gaga, A list. Google Gaga. <laughs> see predator it's so much fart box donated twenty dollars i think my favorite horror movie is dead silence don't breathe is great too oh yeah and how did no one mention wolverine origins for worst cgi oh that's good that's a good one that's a good one fart box is green room a good horror film because i just got that the other day yes okay it's Go it's not that. like horror, but it's like thriller. it's tough to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's a thriller for sure. All right, yeah. All right. and then uh, go back and watch Blue Ruin, his other one, oh. uh, Jeremy Saulnier. Okay, Both Blue Ruin and Green Room are really, 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 really good. All right, uh, yeah, All right. I saw Green Room. Is everybody surprised? I uh, am surprised. <laughs> I saw that in the theater. That's when I started doing wow. Schmo's No oh. Show, and I started to start going to films again. And that was one of the ones I saw. And yeah, that one's that one's. How was rough. how was Green Room in the theater? Oh, rough man. Yeah, that's a tough it's movie. Yeah. Maybe I'll do a double bill on that one and Don't Breathe because I haven't seen Don't Breathe either. That's so a good one. I, what do you guys think that. about Don't Breathe? Because uh, I liked because Lights Out and Don't Breathe came out at the same oh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like Lights Out a lot. And I thought they kind of gave, I don't want to give a, a spoiler for John, but uh, there are parts mm. I liked about Don't right. Breathe, but I felt like they gave away too much in the trailer. And then there's, there's a part in the movie that I thought kind of let everybody off the hook, and I didn't like that. Um, well, I, Don't Breathe? Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't. I, don't I didn't watch trailer. the trailers, yeah. so I yeah I went into it without watching the trailer, and I feel like that kind of helps with yes. horror films. They always show you way too much. Like, look what happened with Black Christmas, the recent one. Oh yeah. It shows every single thing, so I stay away from horror trailers as much as possible. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't get to go to premieres, so when I go see movies to review them, like I see mm. the same trailer like just over and over and over and over. Mm. I, I didn't I work uh, on going to premieres. That's true. I didn't get to see the trailer, but it's I did. Nice. 
I um I did I did watch uh Don't Breathe in the theater and I will say it's so brilliantly directed like when it comes to like the way it like they have an opening sequence where they kind of establish the geography of the house like before you kind of mm-hmm. you know get into it I thought that was so well done because it set up perfectly later what was going to go into like the rest of the movie so I thought like it, it might have not been like the best, you know. It, it wasn't like the greatest like movie ever, but mm. I thought from a directorial standpoint, it was really, really, really well done. So okay, yeah. okay. I didn't see. I saw lights out, but I didn't see that one. I, I was confusing both of them. Well, I like yeah. Stephen Lang, so I want to see it. So yeah, let me know. Let me know what you think about it, John, because I'm curious to see like a, especially about the letting people off the hook uh, part. Uh, oh. I liked. I liked it. I didn't like, yeah. but everyone went like crazy for it. Uh, Johnny P. Thoughts on the Vince McMahon Netflix doco? Uh, doco, love it. Uh, Roka, are you gonna uh, sing us out? Stay safe, people. No, we oh, didn't no, reach no. the goal. We didn't reach yeah, the goal today, guys. You could have made it, but you didn't do it. Could have so. made it. You could have done something, but you blew it. You blew it. My hands are tied now. My hands are tied now. Uh, we uh, are three hundred and four dollars away. Oh yeah, that's not gonna happen. Uh, no, not gonna happen. <laughs> not in five minutes. Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean, there's not gonna be one minute of truth in it, but yeah, it'll be fun to watch that documentary. Vince ain't ever gonna tell the truth about the bullshit he pulled and the crap he pulled. And you know, you know how it is. CEOs or people who own companies, if they do a documentary that they're involved in, there's no way they show the unsavory aspects of the stuff they've pulled in the past. And it's so funny. This news comes out on the heels of him cracking down on all these wrestlers who, by the way, are 1099ers. For those, they're all freelancers. They do not have benefits. They don't get any medical benefits at all. They're freelancers. And yes, yeah, sometimes Vince will take care of their medical stuff, but they do not have uh, health insurance through the wrestling organization, the WWE. Now, because they have alternate sources of income on social media, on Twitch, he's making them all shut down their accounts, including Paige, who does not what? even wrestle. They're making her shut down her Twitch account, which is, I think, 2.1 million followers. They're making her shut it down. So these are sources of income that they are taking away from the wrestlers because they're claiming that these wrestlers are only famous because they made them famous and they have done nothing else on their own to build up their status as the. And it's it's horrific and an asshole thing to do. And I guarantee you that won't be in the documentary. Hmm. I remember seeing that they're like even like their cameo accounts like just yes. like oh hey well. 50 bucks to wish you happy birthday they're like nope not that yep. Yep. Oh, it's bullshit yourself, Vince. it's uh, such bullshit Vince yeah. yeah he sucks all right we're gonna end the show on the highest note possible Trump and Elmo telling kids <laughs> to go trick or treat <laughs> yeah <it>. all right <laughs> uh, Elmo it's the greatest time of the year it's a time when you can wear a mask the only time I like people wearing a mask and that's Halloween and you can walk around and ask for candy. This is the only time I allow handouts in Trump's America, Halloween as well. Uh, uh, but uh, this is going to be great. I'm going to love seeing all the kids out there giving candy, all the good Americans giving candy to these children and making sure they're happy and enjoy their sugar. Uh, Elmo, you're out trick-or-treating with your little Grim Elmo. Bear 13 donated $20. Thank you, Grim Giving Bear. out king-size bars for Halloween spent $141 on five boxes. Hope it doesn't rain. Wow. Wow. Oh, um, yeah, that's the best when you get somebody, and you tell your friends that they're, be, they're giving out full-size candy bars, and then you put on different masks, and you go back multiple times, and then you pretty, pretty much just, you get them, and then other kids don't get the full-size candy bars, too. It's a great thing to do as a human or a puppet. Um, but, yeah, you should trick-or-treat regardless of what the media is telling you about this fake this fake virus, and, and, and you should go, and yeah. you should touch all the candy and lick your Absolutely. fingers when you're after you, and you should shake people's 
hands yeah, when you're at the door. You say, thank you for the Halloween, trick or treat. And, and then give them a kiss on the face because oh. you... Don't let them, they control your life. Okay, Elmo, you're done. Elmo. It's perfectly set up, but you're absolutely right. 100% with all that. 100% all that. Kiss uh, everybody and then to see. We got a $20 chat for, uh, super chat from Jay. Spoiler alert, first episode, season two, Mandalorian. The child force chokes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they have to shoot him. Yeah. Yep. He's out of control. Goo goo gaga. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for watching this special Halloween episode of SCN Live. We appreciate you taking that time to hang out with us, and uh, we definitely appreciate your Super Chat, your Streamlabs, and your Shmobots today. Thank you so much. Sorry we didn't get to karaoke, but, you know, they had a love karaoke this week for sure, and I'm sure it'll be back next week. Thank you to Sabrina Ramirez. Thank you to Brett Sheridan. Thank you to RB3. Thank you to Ben Goddard for all the great jokes and the great fun they provided for you all today. Have yourselves a safe and happy Halloween. Do not listen to Trump or Elmo. Be careful. <laughs> Practice social distancing. Wear your masks. Do not lick the candy bar, rappers. Be safe with yourself and take care of yourself. And come back again on Monday and join us at 10 a.m. PT for another episode of SCN Live. Much love to all of you. Take care. free-for-all today, 2 p.m. PT. The Louisiana Swamplands. Out here, you're either lunch or you're enjoying it. Make sure you end up on top with the all-powerful lineup of Kia SUVs, like the Telluride, Sportage, and Sorento, equipped with available all-wheel drive, higher ground clearance, and the interior capacity to bring everything you need. So you'll always remain more than a gator's length ahead. Visit your local Kia dealer today to find your next adventure in our ever-capable lineup of SUVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely.